This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. The me and Copperwise coming at you. Yeah. Today on the podcast, we have Trevor Sternad of the Black Dahlia Murder. What up? Yo, yo. <laughs> Can you hear that theme song? Dude, hell yeah. Are you, you rocking wrestle. out? What? <laughs> makes you want to wrestle. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that totally. That, that was kind of the idea behind it, I guess. Yeah, to wrestle to it. So you said push pit what, kind of a thing. Yeah, I wanted to ask what's. I know that you like just went through a surgery, but what happened? What are um, you? I had a double hernia surgery. Um, I went in because I was working out and I felt it pop. Like I stretched really weird and like. Um, I knew what it was exactly when it happened because I'd gotten a hernia before, like 12 years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, that one I got while I was singing. Mm. And, Damn. Um, what, what were you doing while you were singing to make? Um, that was before I knew what I was doing at all. Not that I really know what I'm doing now, but <laughs> I at least have some technique, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like that was back when I was still kind of just, you know a cat in a bag shaken up and thrown on stage pretty much. (laughs) I'm still a cat in a bag shaken up and thrown on stage. I know, same. (laughs) When it, you know, uh, when it popped this time, I was like, oh, little hernia right there. And I went in to get checked up and they found a second one that was umbilical. Like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, I guess my belly button is kind of poking a little bit out there. So that one I imagine is from, you know, probably singing or lifting or some combo of, you know, I think I might have something that. to do with the band. I'm blaming it on the on the band, yeah. as you should. That's yeah. pretty metal, though. A metal injury. That's kind of sick. A hernia, though. That's really fucked up, man. Yeah. Uh, the most fucked up part is that um, it's costing me seventeen thousand dollars. I was gonna ask you: Are you, <laughs> getting, are you getting hammered? Yeah. With do you not medical bills? Do you not have insurance? No, I don't. Oh, so yes, I am getting truly hammered. Yeah. Uh, seventeen grand. But the idea is to come back to Twitch shortly and uh, try to recoup some of that shit. And uh, I had an I have an awesome layout that's that I got made that is like a carcass themed hernia collage. Like it's okay. a gore. Like the whole uh, layout is fucking hernias. It's awesome. That All is right. fucking sick. That. So you do. Uh... Twitch stuff? That's what you've been doing? I, I've been away for a long time. Like, I've been out of it for, like, four or five months or something, but I'm ready to come back. Right. Um, it was fun while I was doing it, and, you know, it, it looked like it was going to be something that, you know, would be lucrative for were me. Were you, and... like, uh, gaming? or were you? Uh, yeah, mostly retro gaming and just, like, right. fielding questions about the band. And I also, like, just chill and... Um, play music yeah I'll just show oh, yeah. show people bands and stuff and um have like a little cutout window that shows what i'm playing on foobar and stuff so they can look it up and Dude, that's, that's fun sick. people like that i'm sure yeah that's so really I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out and like figure what i should do and kind of like how to make my own like shot ass Wayne's world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, we make fun of that part in Wayne's world where they like go super commercial all the time yeah. and how we don't yeah, want to cross that barrier in the podcast. <laughs> Wayne's world. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne's world. I know yeah. Naveen does that like 10 times like, a week. Wayne's world. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I think it's awesome. Like what, the amount of stuff you do that's just in metal, like, with the playlists and the obituary 
Yeah, obituaries. Obituaries. Well, the, the obituaries just kind of just fizzled out. Like I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. And um, but you know, it definitely put me on the map as being that kind of a person. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. you know, it was a good look for the band to like be giving back to the scene and to show that we actually care about what's happening to yeah. the scene that we were born from. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just like something I'm already doing. I'm already like totally neurotic buying you know like the world is ending around me and i'm i'm like getting three cds in the mail every yeah. day so, so i'm happy <laughs> dude you know, like, I, <laughs> I know we've ordered like 16 vinyls this week it's it's a problem it. it's a fucking problem I, yeah. I i already have that issue but now it's like i don't know it's just like even ex- more exaggerated because i'm stuck literally just stuck here so I'm yeah, just, yeah. You know, i know retail therapy weird euro black metal yeah, know. Totally. yeah totally. So, so are you like cruising on Bandcamp looking for or what do you where do you look oh yeah well um well here's all my secrets basically about how to be the obituarist right yeah. so i have just like I'm not on Facebook technically. I have a blank account with no friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to have a personal account to run the band's account. Like you can't just be yeah, the band. Yeah. Or, I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I do with that account is I follow every fucking cool band, every cool label, every cool magazine, and it's just tunnel vision on the shit that I like. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, I like it's that. Not, yeah, I'm not cool. like getting bombed by by ghost, you know what I mean? Like, no offense to ghost, ghost is fine, <laughs> but it's not like I, that's not my shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like deep in the underground and stuff, and like, oh yeah. So I have this constant influx of unfiltered metal information, and it can be too much at times. There's times where I'm just like, fuck, man. Yeah, I like, bet. Can't, give myself a break from this shit for two <laughs> seconds, but um. So there's that. There's like I still. I'm still out here downloading. I'm still on soul seek. Like I'm still that guy. Oh shit. Like I check out like a lot of fucking, I check out almost every fucking thing that comes out. Honestly, like I I watch the labels. Like once you're like really honed in on what you like and you kind of put your blinders to the rest of like the garbage under the blanket term metal, you know, it, it, it gets easier to like, you know, just do your own thing and kind of hone in on what you, on what you do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just kind of like turn a blind eye to all the shit that I don't like, you know, and just really hone in on what I do like following really small labels, really yeah. small bands. I check out bands on the demo level a lot. Bandcamp is very useful. Yeah. I have a um, like get the alerts from Bandcamp, like um, make um, a, a separate folder in your email that funnels all the alerts into it oh, yeah. and like you know, you can go check it when you want to. And, um, that's a great way to keep up on what's coming out. Um, you know, like, uh, still checking out the blogs, like, but you know, like illegally, uh, put up people's music because they just filter everything through there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a good way to see what's hitting the airwaves, you know? And, um, like I was, you know, the end of the obituarist saw me doing a Spotify playlist, which was like, it hurt my heart because there's just so much great metal that's left off Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's so many people that just do Spotify. And I want to shake those people. It's like, like what are you, you're selling yourself so short. Like, yeah, yeah. like putting a cap. Like, oh, I can only listen to this because it's, it's not on my format, bro. You know, yeah, it's yeah, not right. handed to me on a fucking right. plate. So I can't listen to it. That's what it's all about these days. Just like. Get I need everything perfectly catered directly to me, platter. and I only want to pay twelve dollars. 
You know? uh, see, and, I still like the hunt. I still like, you yeah. know, like even like shopping on the internet is a uh, like the weirder stuff you get into, and the more like niche extreme metal, like the harder shit is to find sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I still enjoy that chase. I love, yeah. you know, like. Um, but really, like once you have a grip on all the different labels out there, it's kind of easy to totally, like feel like you have a, a, a at least a broad sense of everything that's going on in the death metal world you know what i'm saying totally and um uh so you know but then like i started doing the obituarist and then like labels were like bribing me with like free cds and shit and that uh, was yeah right up my alley yeah, you know? that's sick yeah, yeah. I, want, I want that shit. yeah i want that to happen on this podcast that was a, i know. Like, was a good, send me the stuff send dude. me the vinyl cool. let's yeah let's have cool it, problem dude. to have you yeah, know right. and totally. um uh, I'm looking to do something like that, so I think I'm going to try to segue that attitude over into Twitch somehow. You know, yeah, I think that's like... a great idea. I think you should really do that. Like, I just started watching, um, you know, Big Chocolate, the Disfiguring the Goddess guy. Yeah, yeah. So, have you watched his podcast at all? Mm-mm, it's like mm-mm. he's only got like I think 20 episodes, but it's literally just him chilling at his desk, and he just listens to like brutal death metal, and he's just being weird, like, oh, this is this is fucking cool, like, and he just. That's all he does. Cool. But it's yeah, that's super that's sick because you just find out about killer music and and it's entertaining and it's something to even just kind of throw on in the background if you don't know what to listen to and you just want to hear new cool. stuff. Does he, like, like, does he talk much over the song? Or he does. does he like yeah. It, yeah, he talks he over kinda, the song, but it's not annoying. Like because he's not right. He's not like a guy who's I don't know how to put this. Like he's he's kind of a quirky guy. So it's like right. He's not like being all professional like radio host because that would right. be annoying for sure. But he's kind of like interacting with people. I think he does it live because he's like interacting. With, I think he does yeah. with people. And I just found out about it last night. And like, I was thinking about it. you could totally do that because I mean I like I liked your Spotify playlist and stuff. Like I listened to all of them. And, and another, another cool. funny thing that me and Chaney talk about is like anytime I think I've found like the most underground band, I'll go to their Instagram and it's like followed by Trevor. Dude, <laughs> like, yeah, right. anytime. I think <laughs> I did find one that you don't follow though. Uh, 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 dude, that's you know, really like, sick and I, I gotta show it to you dude like just loving this shit so much like has taken me to like checking out scenes around the world you know yeah. totally like bands that even have like broken English names like a lot of people turn a blind eye to in America you know yeah, what yeah. I mean like it's true Oh, they must be dumb because you know they don't have the best grip on English, but yeah. they can still they can still sound like disgorge on fucking math. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Well, Naveen's really into this Russian black metal band lately. Yeah, what's the name it's of like, it? It's fucking uh, sick. All in Russian. It's B E S. So I don't, Bess. I don't know if that's how you, but it's just on Bandcamp. I put oh, yeah, like I'll a little. Yeah, I put a post up like, "Hey, send me your guys's you know black metal." Because I've been kind of listening to black metal a little bit lately. Uh, not something that I ever really listened to before. And oh, cool. uh, good. So I've been checking out a lot of stuff. And then someone was like, oh, check out this guy. You know, it's just like a one dude, one man show from Russia. And dude, it's Sweet. so fucking sick. dude. And it just rips. And it's like only on Bandcamp. Like he's got like, I don't know. It's like 100 followers on Instagram or something. And I'm just like, damn. Sick. Well, I think Wait. it's the first one I've come to that you don't follow. <laughs> a but rare gem another rare thing i was gem. gonna say though is like you kind of actually inspired me to like get back into metal like as if i was like i did when i was younger you know i was just like when i was 16 like to you like were 20. ravenous for it yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah fuck yeah. i'm getting it and like because so many people that are a little older you know like and they've been in bands for a while they're just like yeah, everything now sucks and it's like 
No, it doesn't suck. You just don't try anymore. Yeah, they're super you know over I mean? metal. Yeah. It, it becomes yeah. in vogue at a certain point to like think that metal sucks and yeah. fall out of it yeah. a little bit. I mean, I'm definitely not with that, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. But then when I saw you like putting up playlists and like hunting for, I was like, dang, I bet the, I should fucking do that. You know, and like n- now every time I, I say, all right, I'm going to find something super sick today. Like you'll find it, you know, like it might take oh, a, dude, a like, lot of digging, I, I, but. I, it's just part of my day, honestly. Like, I check out bands every single fucking day. Like, not always new stuff either, but new to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, um, definitely. Like, you can't only listen to the newest shit out there. Like, it takes a time to find stuff sometimes. You'll be a, a couple years off, you know? Like, yeah, but, totally. Totally. You know, you can't know everything at once. You can't find out everything at once. But, like, I still have that hunger. It just brings me a lot of joy to hear new music. And, um you know, spreading it around just feels like my duty, I guess. Uh, I, I see it. so much press for metal that I don't give a fuck about, S- honestly. Same, same. And I'm like, am I even in this same scene? Like, yeah. like <laughs> I know. I ask myself, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. like, so I, the obituaries be- came out of, like, necessity. Like, yeah. you had brutal death metal, like, coming to a real height, you know? Like, Slam was really coming into, like, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the public eye. And, um you know, they had labels like New Standard Elite just like popping off, you know, and I thought there's literally no voice for brutal death metal out there, you know, in like the big channels of, of uh, online metal presence, you know. So I thought, what the fuck? Let's do it. And um, I, you know, like I'm still it's not that I ran out of bands. I ran out of like adjectives, honestly, like, yeah. I got t- <laughs> Tired of typing like the whole relapse description that you used to get on the OBI strip or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The most skull crushing, <laughs> eye jabbingest, fucking labia ripping shit you've ever heard in your fucking life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you write thir- thirty of those a month for you know a couple of years, and you're like, okay, um, I'm tired of skull crushing. All right, so maybe you need to get like a really old school like dictionary, you know. From like I think months. maybe if I just switch it to this format where I'm just kind of speaking about it off the cuff yeah. and not having to type it like fucking homework, right. it would be more chill. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. there was times where the deadline was looking really daunting and stuff. And like, I was like, felt like, damn, you know, I really painted myself into a corner by I doing know. 30 fucking bands, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that, it's crazy. Man. Is that what you were doing? 30 bands a month, every Dude, month? Yeah, it was like 30, sometimes even more, sometimes a few less. And, um, you know, it would range from a few paragraphs to just maybe one or whatever, you know, but yeah. um, just became too much homework. I loved the effect of it. I loved seeing those bands like they would write me and be like, holy shit. You know, like I know the very day you posted about us. Like, Absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. that was such a huge rush of attention. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, they would like Frank would tell me that it would get like 10,000 hits or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like 10,000 people hearing this little brutal, you know, technical death metal band or something like in, yeah. in death metal terms, that is fucking massive that's exposure peak. yeah it's peak it's absolutely true <laughs> honestly like i don't think that malcolm Pugh would have played with <clears throat> would have played with our band had it not been for you putting us yeah. both on a list in the same month yeah. that was no, how that's I've, cool that's yeah. cool and i've heard like other stories like that where like something okay. i did kind of affected things or affected the way things would play out or like you know i've helped a lot of bands get signed i've helped you know like 
like bands come to me sometimes and I'm like, yo man, check this record out. I'm like, this is the shit. I think these labels would like it. I can try to grease the wheel for them, you know, like I just enjoy this aspect. I enjoy helping bands. I want to see more bands that I care about being in the limelight. You know what I mean? And, uh, so, um, yeah, it's been really fun. It's been really fun to be this, this guy, you know, like known as this guy. And, um, I just saw like, you know, a few years ago, even with the BDM accounts, I started posting like records I liked, you know, like in the off season where we're like writing and recording or something. There's not much to report necessarily. Yeah. Or, you know, just on downtime, I would, you know, post some classics that were kind of like influence the band and then just whatever. And people seem to respond to it. So, you know, it was like massive response. They were really thankful about it. So that kind of like, led me towards thinking about doing something like the obituarist, you know, and now, you know, as soon as I really figure it out, I'm going to dial it into, uh, to Twitch. And, uh, yeah, I think you have to do it. I think you have to do it. That'd be so (laughs) sick, dude. That'd be so sick. And I remember a while ago you did like a DJ set, like before the, before the Corona thing and everything. And I was like, dang, that's so perfect for him. That's like just awesome. Like, I think more of that would be really cool. I've always wanted to do that here in Santa Cruz. It's like, do a fucking death metal night somewhere. Yeah, you know, like, totally. Right. The same yeah, way I, that um, this electronic music thing is spread. It's like, fucking do the same thing. Who cares? Hang out and drink beer and listen to metal. That's like, what could be more fun than that? I know. Right. I, I did DJ at um, St. Vitus yeah. uh, one night, and uh, that was cool. Um, but there's always that line of, like, like people don't just want to hear new shit. I think when you have a beer in your hand and yeah, you're like yeah. socializing, you got to play the classics. True. Right. The classics. And I kind of learned that. I was like, all right, you know, I can't just play like ovarian despoilment <laughs> all the time. You know, I got to like play some shit people will know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to play the classics, but, you know, you I mean, sprinkle it, it, it in. It is like a DJ set. DJs will go out and they'll like play to the crowd and yeah. they'll throw in some old shit, throw in some new shit, totally. and make it all fit together really well. And that. You know, yeah, I think that would right. be super Makes the experiment. I think that would be just so cool. I would love to just I go. do too. As a metalhead, yeah. it's like I'm I long for that kind of night. Because in Santa Cruz where we live, it's like that doesn't really exist, but there's so many fucking people here who are into metal. It's crazy. It's like a metal town. Like yeah. you'll it, see people oh, dude, running sure, around man. with like brutal death Valley metal shirts. Just sick as fuck as it is, man. I mean there's um uh, especially if you're talking about brutal death culture, like so much brutal death you know, comes from Cali and like yeah. Yeah. so much of it's like definitive sounds and stuff were born in Cali, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like, so. Well, especially like in the like early 2000s, kind of when I was like really getting into brutal death metal and stuff. Yeah, that like, was the golden was era like, right dude, there. It's like the, the whole unique leader thing was like blowing up, you know. And it like, was like be- before Pro Tools abuse, drums yeah. took over everything. Oh, you man. know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, it was just good times, man. Like albums still had personality. They sounded different from each other. Totally. You had like severed savior coming down the pipe on MP3.com and like blowing my fucking mind and shit <laughs> like that. And yeah, you know, he- hearing decrepit birth for the first time before oh, yeah. the LP drop was like, oh, did you hear I mean, You were there. You got to fucking yeah. see it. You did know you hear I mean? the, uh, the first decrepit song that came out like, and it had Kevin Talley playing drums on it. It's actually a uh, prelude to the apocalypse. That song, like they, they put that out, like, on, I think they, I don't know, they put it out on MySpace or something like that. It had, no, well, that wasn't around yet. It, it might have been, yeah, it was, like, that was the big thing then. Yeah, like, I like, lived with my mom, so I was, like, 
15 or 16. You know what I mean? It was like way back in the day. And like then, mp3.com was it at the time for yeah, like yeah. getting metal bands signed and shit. And that was kind of like how we leveraged ourselves on the metal blade was like, we had a lot of success on mp3.com at the time. Oh, oh wow. okay. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, like, we were like top, top in the charts for like a few weeks on, um, a three song demo of like three songs that would be on, on hollowed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. And then from there, that's how you got linked with. Metal Blade. Well, we, we sent, I mean, I was always this guy. Like when I came into the band, I was like, I want to be in a band that gets fucking signed and I want to tour. And, um, I think that was the thing that spoke to the the guys the most in the band was like, wow, this guy's like serious. He wants to like yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I had like been on a shitty ass tour with like a really shitty band of mine before that and just had a taste of like traveling and stuff. And yeah. was like, yo. And um, just ever since I was a kid and read Henry Rollins get in the van book about like touring with black flag. And it was pretty much just one long complaint, but I don't know. I just was like, I have to do this. I had, you know, like the whole like controlling your own destiny and, you know, like building your bands from the ground up and like making the fucking record covers and, you know, doing all the like gritty, you know, fucking behind the scenes work was like the most fun part, the most like, awesome part but anyway yeah i um, i love that part of it totally totally. i can totally relate on that so we sent 30 packages out to labels they had our ep that we put out on love lost we were the first band on love lost so they were like a just you know small label that like burnt out shortly after um but uh into the moat also came from love lost okay remember i love Uh, i talk about them all the time Mm-hmm, they're sick. Anyway, um, so we got 28 rejection letters out of the 30. We did every label big to small, um, some leaning into the punk scene, you know, hardcore and some not, you know what I mean? Just a bit of everything because yeah. even at that point, we knew we had, like straddled those lines, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, we were in a hardcore scene playing, being the most metal band of the bunch, basically, you okay. know what I totally. mean? Uh, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, like, there was we just so much a, more I, of a hardcore scene like at that time than than like an underground metal scene. I don't, that's how there, it was. For there us. was, and I mean, you guys probably had more of one to speak of in Cali, of course. But out here in Detroit, like the death metal bands were scattered, and there wasn't like a like you were lucky as a death metal band to like realize you could play these metalcore shows, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. and, and like with success and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. like the early days we were playing with like circle of dead children, creation is crucifixion yeah, okay. and like all these like early willow tip bands that were kind yeah, of yeah, like totally. in that blurred area. You know what I mean? Like willow tip has gotten more metal as time has gone on, but like they yeah, started yeah. out with like, that kind of gray area stuff, you know what it's I like mean? more, that to me was more like of a, gr- like I considered it to be like more grind core like right. I, I yeah. knew Grind about centric. all that yes. yeah i knew about all that stuff and like those bands would play it, there was a house here in santa cruz that had like uh just shows there you know like a little punk house but like uh-huh. those bands would put like creationist crucifixion played there and like a bunch of that stuff. but I, that wasn't really my shit at the time right sure. But anyway, especially if you saw them at their like ultra political height where the dude just talked for 45 minutes and they played like yeah, yeah. 13 minutes of music. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they were the most punk band that has ever been like to the point where it's like, like, well, we're going to stop using instruments, you know, because they're made out of trees. <laughs> you know? like, like... <laughs> yeah, I actually have like an old 
creation is crucifixion lp and it's like well, i remember like all their packaging was always like just brown cardboard yeah, they, they, they have, have some like cool, some cool packaging sometimes, yeah. and like lots of like mech schematics and shit like that. Yeah, and like I had the one that was a CD, and it was like a box, and then it had like a huge book in it that had. Oh, the book that taught you how to program Game Boy to make a Game Boy game to teach kids how to masturbate. Yeah, I had that, Whoa. but I don't have it anymore. Kind of bummed. I don't know. What I'm, I'm, about, I'm like, bummed. You don't have that. Crazy sexual politics and stuff, and like, <laughs> like wow, right. dude, that's <laughs> some out there shit guys like i'm just here to hear you rip the fretboard man yeah, like yeah. whoa <laughs> yeah it's crazy but things like i don't know the, i don't know if like the hardcore scene back then was a lot more colorful let's put it that way yeah uh yeah i think that there was a time where um everyone had kind of let their guards down to like you're metal, you're hardcore, and just kind of like yeah. they, they, the the parallelogram was intersecting for a I, while. I right. And I, I even think about that with like death metal. Like we didn't consider like like in the early two thousands, it was like it was all death metal. It wasn't like oh well, they're death core and they're that's technical, technical death, death metal. metal and that's slam. And yeah. that, it's like there just wasn't you know like like right. I could point to bands from that era. It's like okay, Discord would be considered to be slam. Right, and then like necrophages would be like technical death metal. Right, and then uh, I don't know, whatever. But I'm well, saying right. like they were all just de- uh, that. To me, I just call it death metal. Like yeah, I'm into death well, metal. Yeah, so I yeah. listen to. It. I now there's one of each kind of dude. It's <laughs> true. There's the tech death dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I know. Gorge only dude. Yeah, you know, like yeah, like people are like people want to like be in a box. It's so true. Way. Some of them, you know what I mean. It's, it's really so, weird. It's so true. It feels like it's gotten more like that over time, and it's like people are are now just taking one aspect of an older band and making it into their entire band. A genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's very. Uh, yeah. Which is like I get it, but there's not. There's not enough people to do that with. It's already like we're already doing death metal, so that's yeah. a real small sliver of the population. Mm-hmm. Totally. We can't be splitting that up too, you know. I mean, I love I love how it's constantly going in every direction though. Like there's yeah, I do too. New bands that are really slick sounding, going as fast as humanly possible and pushing the Olympic <laughs> end of things, you know, yeah. like true. your art spires and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then you have bands from Maggot Stomp and that corner of things that are like Total lowbrow caveman, like yeah. lo-fi, like duty riffs, you know, like like <laughs> yeah. straight up, just like going back to the beginning, the infancy of death metal. Yeah, yeah. When it wasn't about chops, it was just about making music that sounded like a horror movie soundtrack, or you totally. know, like right. making purposely negative sounding music was basically the early goal of death metal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there wasn't like this lofty goal to be like. You know, like blast beats came in soon, and like you know that went in that direction, of course. Yeah. But initially, people were just trying to make atmospheric music that exuded bad vibes, yeah. I mean? yeah. bad time music. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So there's bands like young bands now coming out obsessed with the old school, and yeah. I love seeing that. Like, yeah. I want to see all these kinds of corners of death metal live on. I want to see it just keep going. Um, yeah, just imagine it like a fucking diagram of a tree and it's just like a million offshoots yeah. and different sounds and generations and stuff and like I don't know, I just I just still love it. You know, like yeah. it's still um checking out new music just gives me life. It gets me excited. It gets me um 
gives me excitement to share new bands with people and not like you know see the effects of that a little bit maybe totally. yeah and just like i don't know like uh i just love the scene so much and i love music so much that i would feel criminal to shut up about it yeah, you know yeah. like mm-hmm. i i i can't like it's just I how i am yeah and which which um, i think is awesome because it's like a lot of people once they once their band grows they become out of touch with like what's going on on the ground level of things and you haven't done that at all and know, I, I think there's a lot of that and i think there's also a jealousy yeah yeah uh, you're 100 anyone that has that. any kind of success that. even however small some bands won't give them like airtime like yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna lose our fans if i put archspire up on our page like no, dude, your fans are gonna thank you. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Like being their friend and like helping them out. Totally, it's you know? very true. Like, that's the real result of it. Like, yeah. I don't feel like BDM is giving our fans away by exposing kids to like too much shit that's better than us, or like I don't know. <laughs> Not at all. It makes them it better than it us. It makes or, like, you their friend. Exactly. What, what do you do I, with yeah, your like, friends? You like show hope, shit. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, I like even with the way that you just interact with people on the BDM page, I think that you are very good at being personable with people and not like outing or, or making yourself seem like you're different from any of your fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's really been the goal and kind of why I've kept a tight grip on our social media this whole time, because people know it's me. Right. And it's always been me at the other end of it. And um they disrespect that. Like, you yeah. know, I can't answer every fucking person, but you know, like I make a pretty valiant effort, you know? And, um, I don't know. They just like, I didn't know that being a computer nerd was going to be such a massive part of this entire thing and yeah. the <laughs> <band> success, <laughs> right. but it honestly is dude. Like totally. if you're not on your social media game and you want to be like a present band, you know, like, like, I fucking hate social media. It sucks. Yeah, yeah agreed. Look what it's doing to the fucking world. But also, I know you need you need it. These are the channels that people care about now. Yeah. Like, it's unfortunately, t- it's totally you know, fucking I, true. And I feel like so. You know, I saw you say that twenty years ago today is when you guys played your first show, and it's like I feel like a lot of bands who have hit that age. Some people, when the when the social media thing came around, like let's say oh seven. Some people just like totally turn their fucking backs to it and they they hate it so much that they still refuse to kind of embrace that it really is an important part of growing a band at this point. Uh, Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, Vince over at Metal Blade was like pushing me towards Twitch for a long time. And like he was right, you know, like this this whole, you know, pandemic has definitely given a bigger push in that direction because, you know, like look at how many zooms are happening every fucking day right now? You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't you wish you had zoom stock before if this all went down? <laughs> like, <laughs> no shit. Fuck. I know. But, um, like this virtual world is becoming more commonplace. Like it's in, it's people's fucking school. It's people talking to their families. It's, you know, like it's our band surviving, dropping a new record and we can't play a f- single fucking show. Right. On it. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm trying to be omnipresent here, you know, like, um, take every interview I can, be on everybody's live Instagram that I can, Mm -hmm. and um, 
you know, like sometimes like during the shutdown, it feels like I'm in a band by myself, you know yeah. what I mean? Because like, I'm the guy at the helm of all these social medias and stuff. And, um, yeah, like I'm taking the brunt of people's punishment sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just like being away and not having like, like we're never together now. There's no, there's yeah, a band, right. but there's yeah, no yeah. band. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's, fu- it's really weird. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so when, now being in the band is just social media. It's yeah. totally <laughs> true. I mean, did you guys, so when this all happened, did you guys have the thought with Verminous? Like, was there talk of not putting the album out until? Yes, there was. Um, but I think it was the LPs that kind of like were already in motion and we couldn't like stop the train basically. And I'm glad we took the jump because we were in before all the protests and stuff, like really clouded the airwaves with info and shit. Like Mm -hmm. that was the innocent times during the lockdown, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) the happier time of the lockdown was near the beginning when we thought like, Oh, two weeks, you know, like, uh, I remember, I remember. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like we it honestly played out as best as it could have for like, you know, us not being on the Testament tour, which would have been fucking amazing, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, like that hurt, dude. Like that was like one of the biggest blows we've ever endured, you know? Um, yeah, I bet man. it was going to be the biggest fucking highest profile tour we'd ever done. Yeah. I know we were sort of talking about that this morning. I was like, yeah, Black Dahlia had a Testament tour that got canceled because of this whole thing. And to us, it's like we were on not a testament size tour that's not what we canceled and for us it was like okay cool we'll like you know we'll have some time off or whatever but for a band like yours who was about to go on such a fucking huge thing that would have would have actually like been really great for you guys that has to be painful to like oh yeah it does it it is and it you know like we're a band that like our music is staked a lot in the big four and you know those yeah. like thrash bands like surrounding it and stuff and Absolutely. you know like i think i feel like we have a lot of potential to reach new fans in a testament crowd i and, dude uh, i totally agree i think that of any band that is like younger like you guys are with that crowd it's, it's the fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean dude to me well, you know to 40 is yeah. the new 20 man i don't but it's like of the younger bands, you guys would do so fucking well with a crowd like that. Like you have a thing that those people would react to. It's not like yeah, yeah. you have a touch of the old school. And I think those people would really oh, like sure. you guys. Uh, I mean, even more killed. so now, like that we have Brandon in the band, like he's injected yeah. the new records with even more classic metal yeah, too, it's like so more, sick. Totally. more leather, it's so baby, more sick. leather. It's so true. He's like, he's sick. got the eighties rock God vibe going on uh-huh. you know when you guys playing. put out the first single with him on the last album i was just like man that's so legit dude that's just uh, dude, i mean it's dude. been amazing having him aboard and uh the lineup we have now is just like the dream lineup like yeah, everyone really is killer. so fucking cool in the band mm-hmm. everyone is so relaxed um it's probably everybody wants to do it on the same level which yeah is probably, we're all that's on the, the same level there's never like that's the hardest part you know? oh this guy's not doing his stuff you know what i mean or like yeah, pulling yeah. us away like that's a, a non-issue you know what i mean like so uh everybody that's in the band like uh, has agreed to this enormous sacrifice because you can't say no to black dolly murder there is no no yeah. you mm-hmm. get asked if you can go on tour like yeah yeah Get, go in someone else's band like pussies okay dude but that's real though one thing you pussies, you said to Nav- <laughs> <It's fucking real. laughs> 
But on that, okay, the tour that we did with Black Dahlia, you said something to Naveen that we've kept with our band this entire time. And you're like, just take everything you get. Yeah, like, take every, yeah, do it all. Because it's like... Uh, dude, if, if you tried to, like, only look a certain way to a certain group of people and, like, that's your priority, like, nah, man. Like, don't put a glass <laughs> ceiling on what you're it's... doing. Like, realize the potential for crossover, if there is some, yeah. and fucking exploit the fucking shit out of it. Yeah. That's true. Exactly. And I know that, and, I, like, yeah, you're you know, just like, like, do every tour, man. Like, that's what we did. And I was like, damn. I mean, there, we said, I mean, there's got to be some discretion, of course. Like, yeah. but, but like, don't be afraid to like, like, you have to, there was a time when I had to be like, listen, like, I have to put my pride aside here yep. and realize what Black Dahlia Murder fans like. Mm -hmm. And it's not always touring with Carcass. You know what I mean? Like, there's tons of, of like, you know, tons of different kinds of fans that like our band. And a lot of them are young and, like, a younger generation of metal than I do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, um, you know, so you'll see us on, on totally deathcore lineups and you'll see us on the more, like, metal leaning and then everything in between. And then sometimes with fucking harm's way in tow, like, yeah. mix it up, dude. Like, uh, you know, like, we're just realizing that, Black Dahlia Murder is this fucking weird sore thumb band, always has been, and just going with that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like not trying to be like, I can't do that or they won't think I'm death metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. Know? You know, like that, like I understand like having your like narrow vision and like your pride or whatever and that, but like if you want to be a big fucking band and get out there, dude, like yeah. diversify a little bit, totally. man. You it's know, be real. Open to it. And it's not it's to say like you guys have adopted all the sounds of every band that you've toured with. I mean, you've kept, you guys have had Black Dahlia sound since you came out. You know, of course, oh, it's changed sure. here and, that's and there. How I've, I've justified a lot of what we've done. Like, yeah. I, I went to Warp Tour doing exactly what I do every day in Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. I went yeah. out there, I swore at the crowd, I was a weird fat ass with glasses and <laughs> made people laugh, and, you know, like, um, <laughs> So I have no shame in going to work tour, you know, so I, people still like, I still see people like rag on us about that, you know, but like at this point, my skin is so thick from being fucking made fun of and all, you know, like whatever, who gives a fuck? If you have success, yeah. you have detractors. It's so true. You know? I've always and thought that it's like have detractors. You're not, you're not successful. Dude, yeah. like, that's exactly what I say. If you, big head if you don't have, are shitting on you. Yeah, if you don't have hate, <laughs> if you're not getting hate from somewhere, you're not as big as you, as you want to be. Yeah. You have to yeah, have hate. For sure. It's got to be there. For sure. But I think because of that, you've been able to pull in a very diverse crowd that all agrees on one thing. And that's that they love Black Dahlia. Yeah. You have people oh, from I, every I walk. Love, I feel I feel that. Oh, I look at the crowd. I see every fucking walk of the underground. Yeah. And um, they're all the same people that are online after we post something that are in a genre fight about what genre we are. <laughs> but they're all at the show. Yeah. I don't care what they're fucking calling us. I know, dude. I don't dude. care if they call us like heavy bark. Like, I don't <laughs> like whatever. Like, if you like it, I don't care what you think it is. Yeah. It's not an insult to me. I don't care. Agreed. Like, like it, please. Exactly. That's <laughs> all that matters. Like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I just like our music. That's it. Well, do you ever feel like since you listen to so many different like sub genres of metal, 
are you ever like, dang, I, because I, I like, I'm just going to say it because my own experience, sometimes I'll listen to like, whatever I'm listening to, I want to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, me too. So I'm yeah, like, I feel oh, shit, tremendous like, jealousy listening to any good band. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I want to do every fucking thing. So I'm like, like I really do. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right. Like, I'm into black metal and stuff like that. And I listen to a lot of like, I'm kind of getting a lot more into like, you'd call it slam, I guess, these days. But, uh, I'm like, all right, maybe next album it's going to be a black metal album. Yeah, Fuck it. You know, like, you know what I mean? But, and like, I mean, we, we still, like, uh, DDM is very much a melting pot of sounds, and we still yeah. take inspiration from all corners of things. Definitely. And, like, even shit outside of metal will influence us, and, in, like, stuff that will crack people up, honestly. Like, uh, Brandon and I are sitting in the lounge of the bus listening to fucking Eddie Money, and in the chorus, it drops to just the guitar and the vocals. And we look at each other and we're like, write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. I mean, you know, that's the way to do it, man, for sure. But I sometimes I see, like, bands that are, they just adhere to, and they adhere to, like, one thing, right? They just plug and play. It's like, They've got the logo that matches that genre, and they they are just doing everything by the book. And it seems like that way of doing it will get your band like a little bit bigger quicker. You know what I mean? But it seems like mm-hmm. long term, it doesn't really work out because you're just riding right. like a, a, yeah, just, a like a genre wave. The glass, the glass ceiling of like whatever small niche that you're shooting for. Yeah, you know, and like like what we wanted to do with Black Dolly Murder in the beginning. All we wanted to do is be taken seriously as a death metal band. And um, when people said otherwise, like I got butthurt, you know, like, but like over time I just realized being this weird bastard child band, you know, like has is why we're here is why people know who we are. Like um, accidentally just being different. You know, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. And I think and, that um, works out for you guys long term because it's just like you've got your own thing created. And if whatever genre isn't big at the time, it doesn't matter because you're existing. Right. Outside oh, see, I, I look at the band like as having like like a, look at Converge, for example. Mm-hmm. They have their own lane, dude. They just right. do, you know, do. and like trends come and go and people and they just stay awesome and like fucking you know i hope that people look at us with that same kind of regard as i look at converge you know like um so like i think just making music that you like is such an important part of it like i still enjoy creating this music with the band i look forward to it i love seeing what they've learned in between two albums i love seeing what like like there's growth every record you know what I mean? Like Definitely. they're just getting better and better. And we all do, I think. And uh, it's still happening. So I feel so young in terms of creativity with this band. Like I feel like we have just now gotten like a real professional sheen on things. Yeah. And like, you know, I want to like just keep going with this and like be more emotive and more gripping and more like, like that was kind of the focus shift bringing Brandon in a bit was um, it has been for the last few years, I guess, even before that was just making the music more dramatic. Yeah. Like yeah. we have the very basic building blocks of being making BDM songs for, for fucking ever. But like the key now is like microscopic choices mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, key changes and like turn special, you know, interesting turnarounds and like fucking cool rhythmic ideas. And just like, um, you know, taking the basic framework of BDM, but like still putting new shit into it, you know, like yeah. still like, um, I mean, he's like, Brandon is such a, a progressive writer too. You know what I mean? And Alan is a progressive fucking drummer. So it's like a really yeah. good marriage with those guys. Yeah, he's really and good. we're seeing more of Alan's colorful side as these records get made. You know what I mean? Like, especially yeah, yeah. the last one, he just really <clears throat> like put his fucking stamp on it, you know? And, um, I'm just here, like feeling lucky to be here. Honestly, like, yeah. I think I'm here because I'm good to talk to mostly (laughs) (laughs) fun guy to be around. Like I have the the charisma end of this and like being the mouthpiece down to a science, you know, and, um, I'm doing my thing in that regard. Like I work fucking hard at this. Yeah, totally. You know, like it's, um, and you know, I think that sometimes the guys don't even realize how much hours and like bullshit goes into doing the social media. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I'm massive. sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a but, it's um, a job. There are people who are employed doing the right. social media. And, you thing. know, we could easily do that, but I don't want to give up that personal aspect. I don't want to give up our unique sense of humor, especially. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, bringing people into this band like. We won't bring anyone that can play the music in. Like, you have to be a killer fucking person at this point. Right. You have to be easy to tour with, you know, positive, forward thinking, on your game about doing your homework, because we don't practice regularly anymore. Right. We haven't for years. You know, like, we get together uh, three days before a tour and kick the dust off, and hopefully everybody's been, like, doing their homework, and they have, you know? so Exactly. Um you know, everyone's responsible for what they're got to do. Um, it's just taken seriously, so seriously by every member that like, I don't know. It's just, it's so fucking easy to be with these guys. Like it's really just the dream lineup. We've really fine tuned it into like what we needed and wanted. And, um, it's just so, so fucking nice, man. It really is. Yeah. That's the biggest part about touring with people for that long is that you really, really, it has, it's a personality thing just as much as it is like this person is sick at their instrument. You know, I don't know oh, if people dude. who don't tour full time really realize how serious that is. Oh, man. When you have Mr. Negative in your band, let me tell you. All oh, right. Dude. You stay at, say you're staying at somebody's house. They give you a sandwich. They give everyone sandwiches. And you have the kid that goes, you know, if this had fucking honey mustard on it, it would be better. Yeah. I know. It's like, right, I had that dude, you know, like yeah. we've had a couple of those dudes through yeah, the band. And yeah. like those little things just fucking great at your whole vibe dude like it's so true you need positivity like touring sucks yeah Yeah. like it's camping it's it really is dude no matter what level you're at even if you're in a bus and everything and you have catering and everything touring still sucks at the you know the bottom line is the very core of it is it it sucks yeah there's little (laughs) sleep you're you know like when people see you on tour they don't realize like you're never at a hundred percent ever like you're never like if they were to meet you like on a regular day in your neighborhood when you're showered (laughs) well slept well fed sane like people meet you on tour like you are climbing uphill you know when you're (laughs) meeting these people basically so you know sometimes it takes um patience and tolerance you know because you know sometimes people are punishers dude sometimes i know 
it can be brutal, man. You, I, I, tr- I always have tried to be like fan forward and like extend my hand and like, you know, that's been my reputation. But like sometimes people are too much. You know what I mean? Like, so I, true. I, I've been on the other end of that too. I've been the drunk punisher that like. Um, I, pri- I pride myself of, uh, in my drunk. Punishment. Yeah, I'm. I'll, I've been there. <laughs> oh, dude, I um, I can ter- I can terminate, dude, for sure. I'm like, dude, you're gonna get it, all right, man. Who, like, who do you? You're not getting all. I'm like, I'll straight up give it to people. Oh, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Who do you think you've been the worst, like drunk punisher? Well, no, the one that really makes me cringe the hardest is um Billy from Biohazard, and right. uh, <laughs> I had this like insano bender one night on Soundwave in Australia. And uh, the next day, I'm, like, super hungover. I was blacked out as fuck the previous night. Yeah. I, and I saw Billy at lunch, and I just walked up with my tray. I was, like, kind of timid. And he like, hey, man, really love Urban Discipline. You're the shit. And he's like, yeah, man, we met last night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was on a fucking tear. Like, oh, just no. Like... <laughs> yeah, there was a booth giving away free uh, vodka Red Bulls, basically. Oh, so fuck. That's not good. Girls in bikinis just pumping you full of vodka Red Bulls. Oh, no. That's All my right. end. So, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was my end. I definitely, like, embalmed myself there. I get that. And uh, yeah. on that note, honestly, though, um, I don't think I'm drinking anymore. I think that I'm Whoa. out. I think, Whoa. I think I, I've fucking stamped my card. I think I'm good. Yeah. What what good yeah. Go, huh? what turned the page on that one? Just getting too old, man. Honestly, uh, the hangover experience now is filled with so much anxiety and oh, terror. No, and terror. Like having, the having that during the world collapsing too mm-hmm. is like extra. It's like extra punishment. Yeah. And, yeah. um, just the amount of drinking that we would do out on tour, like it's just not sustainable for going yeah. to my forties. Like there's no fucking way that I can get trashed on a half a bottle of Jameson every night for Fine. 30 nights in a row. Like, yeah. you know, like, and it's all just to maintain this fucking expected face of Trevor, the wild guy from the DVD that was, you oh, know, that's I mean? why you, like, is that, is that true? Like how you feel? That you I stay kind of feel drunk like, I mean, we always had this bar, this party rep, you know, but like, yeah. it really came to a head after the DVDs came out. And what you don't realize is like, the DVD is us really at the greatest moment of this entire band. Like, we are headlining Summer Slaughter, Nocturnal was out, the mm-hmm. whole world was our fucking oyster at that moment. Yeah. We were above Cryptopsy, Cataclysm, Psychroptic, like all these bands wow. are my favorite fucking bands. The tour was amazing, you know, like, and um, you see in that DVD that we are beaming, you know, we're so happy. Like, it was just (laughs) the moment, you know what I mean? Like, when everything just came, like, like full circle and was like, whoa. So, of course, we're celebrating. You know what I mean? Of course, we're getting drunk with fucking Mauser from Vader. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're like, having a good time, you know, like, for sure. We're young, um, at the top of this huge bill, and we were fucking celebrating. So, that's what you see, a collage of all the celebration happening from that fun-ass tour and experience. And then everyone expects us to have that bar, you know, of, like, having like mithril livers uh, yeah. you know what i mean like, <laughs> like um i don't know dude I'm, looking, I'm just looking to get the confidence i had in the early days when i was just this dork ass straight edge kid yeah you know yeah. what i mean that would go up on stage just the same and um 
you know, like, so it's going to be a transition, like getting back into playing shows again. Like I've done it before for like eight months, you know, but That's a long time. it was more, it was more like coming down from the management of my girlfriend. You know oh, what I mean? Fuck. Like an order coming down for management, uh-huh. than like an actual life choice I was making for myself. Yeah. So I was embittered during that time. Of course, because you know that's I mean? never a good place to catch someone at. Like you have to do this to maintain our relationship. I, d- I command you to like be I, this I don't person. know that it was really laid out in 72 point font that clearly. Like that, <laughs> but that was pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. 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 And um, it has been a strain on my relationships, you know, like every dumb thing I've done out on tour has been when I was trashed or when I blacked out and lost my glasses and was blind for a fucking week and had to be like literally held by the hand backstage at these fucking European festivals because (laughs) I couldn't even see what I was taking from catering. Whoa. Like humiliating. Yeah. Like just like being a fucking infant and having to tell your girlfriend that already hates you for drinking too much all the time. That like, hey, I fell on my face walking up a hill, broke my glasses in the fucking dark, and now I'm literally this helpless infant (laughs) man. Yeah. Yeah. Like not good. (laughs) Like how much stupid shit can you do before you're just like all right, this is really the the the, the catalyst for all my problems in life. Right. Honestly, it really is. Yeah, you know. So, really, the struggle now is going to be getting to that level of confidence, you know, again, uh, where I'm just that maniac that was that cat in a bag, like that we started with. Totally. You know what I mean? I mean, so, we we went on, we did a tour with Gorod in uh, in Europe, and Gorod really fucking likes to party, right? So we partied very hard on that tour, and then when Naveen and I got home, we were like, we're so unhealthy, it's time to turn this shit around and go like full bodybuilding, sober people thing. So we did a couple oh, of that, that was insane what you guys have done. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's fucking crazy. So <laughs> so we at, you guys parking at the gym, yeah. Right, so you can rip the gym in every town and hit the showers. Yeah, the shower aspect is like crucial you should do that anyway because we took a shower every day every single day twice a day some days i will say we're not like that now just fyi we're not (laughs) but but honestly i was i was facing that anxiety going on tour because honestly dude as a front person it's a little easier when you have like two or three shots and you oh dude that's totally before you go on stage that's why i started drinking how i did was to lube up the personality to be the orator that they want out there to like say the funny shit they want to hear to like just get in that party vibe. You know what I mean? But this is uh, all like a mind fuck that perpetuates itself because you're almost telling yourself like, I have to be fucked up in order to be that person. But, but in reality, like once you go out and you're sober for a little while and you start to get comfortable with it, just a nice like joint and a, a little bit of coffee can send you into the same mindset. You can be the same person. But it's easy to rely on that lubricant, I think. Oh, for sure, dude. It's definitely, you know, become a crutch. And, like, you know, like, I'm – since I've been home, you know, I haven't – I've only drank a couple times during lockdown, honestly. Like, like maybe a 10 altogether. And, um, you know, so it's not, like, of necessity for my, like, physical body that I'm drinking. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's literally for the show. Dude, literally yeah. to like get into the, the character yeah. that people are expecting, you know? And um, 
so yeah, you get in this weird cycle, this weird catch twenty two. You stop believing in yourself, like in that aspect. It's you know what I mean? So like, true. It's fucking weird. It I sucks. Know. Yeah. And um, you know, being a front person, especially, I think we take we take more abuse. I think we take more scorn online. I think. Oh, I think yeah. that like, and you know, segueing into doing more social media within the last few years has put me in front of more abuse to me personally and our band. You know, because you're the the sole guy running social media, mm-hmm. and you're seeing the fucking haters, and you're flicking them off like fleas, right. and like. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like that kind of shit can wear you down, man. Like, um, so it's just, it's, you know, times are just changing. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's harder to do this than it was before. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, before it really, it is. Yeah. And I talk about that all the time. Like, yeah, when it was MySpace, it's like you had only one place to hear your song online. Right. So it's like, we just had this crazy, you'd have like a MySpace song with like millions of plays on it and stuff. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And now it's so hard to get that sort of like, yeah, you, you like atten- attention. So, yeah, yeah. What's happening it's anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, I think that's one of the things that people that are a little bit from the maybe older, late 30s, mid 30s, whatever. It's like, I just see a lot of people that I know like taking it the wrong way, but. Really, all it is is like shit just changes, man. You know, and you have you know, to just and like people. Like, people just measure themselves by Spotify, and that does not apply to every fucking band in every scene. It absolutely doesn't. You look at Power Trip. Um, Power Trip is a huge fucking phenomenon. You know yeah. what I mean? And like maybe they didn't do so great on Spotify because they're a punk band and people buy their fucking records. Dude, totally. And they're like, a live punk, band too. A live band. Yeah. And punk is a you know, punk has a collecting culture. Hardcore has a collecting culture built yes. into it. And so people are like buying their shit on the ground level and you don't see the ripple in Spotify necessarily. Yeah, so yeah. it's not indicative of everything. It's, it's not fucking everything it's not the bar of your worth you know what i mean like we have such a culture of collection in our band that i think a lot of people that are super hardcore for our band opt for physical copies kind of like maybe following my influence yeah. you know what i, I mean I yeah and i'm my, sure my the standard i set for myself in the scene mm-hmm. and like you know like my dedication to it like I kind of see that trickle down a little bit. So, you know, even our Spotify numbers aren't entirely indicative of the size of this whole monster. Definitely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's, Definitely. it's not, you know? Yeah. I think you guys have done as far as collecting culture too. It's like with you guys, um, like definitively teaming up with Kareem and Kareem has such a mind for like all of that cool, like shit that people want to collect type merch. <sighs> It's been like you guys are able to like put out just cool stuff that I don't know if it would work with other bands and and your fans like really love that shit and eat it up like that that vinyl that you guys put out with the green slime is so fucking cool and it's so such a collector's thing and I think that a lot of your fans just really react to that. It's just really fucking cool. For sure, you know, and it, it stems a lot from the the Blast Fiends group, which like yeah. started as our unofficial fan club that we didn't have anything to do with. You know, mm-hmm. like kids made it on their own, 
And uh, oh, wow. of course, we found them and, you know, recognized them after a while and then linked our Facebook to it. And, uh, you know, I've befriended all the, mo- the moderators, the fucking awesome. Um, like Jarrell, for example, has followed us sometimes like 15 days on a tour. I'll get wow. him in every fucking night. You know what I mean? Like these kids are like grateful deadheads for Black Dahlia murder in some cases, you know, like. Wow. It's fucking insane. And um, just like the culture they've instilled, I think, is a trickle down from sort of my own, like, just insanely, like, neurotic collecting, you know? (laughs) Like, it's just what I do and, like, what brings me joy. And, like, you know, like, even now, I can't wait to go look downstairs and see if there's a fucking CD waiting for me. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm 39. Like, I'm almost 40, you know? But, like the band getting signed when it did and um, me just being able to like swan dive entirely into metal at that point and just live in it mm-hmm. like has been the best thing that ever happened to me yeah. and has been who I am and like the strength in my life where in high school and shit, I was so tight lipped and kind of like that crack slipping person. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I really came into who I am through success of this band and like seeing something we made with our hands like be loved you know what i mean like it's the you know it is it is the most amazing feeling the feeling that drives this entire want to do this you know so like if you're in a band that doesn't have that want like what's the point you know if you're in a band that is playing music you don't like to be more accessible like what's the fucking point and bringing people in that you don't like because they can just play it what's the point like it's hard to do this you have to do it right or why fucking bother yeah you know what i mean like seriously like you see bands that don't trust each other because like money and stuff i know you said they'll fight on tour and they'll all be talking shit about each other on tour and it's like dude how are you guys in a fucking band together you can be trapped in a bus with two other bands and one of them will be in a big monetary fight like that so and hate each other and like shit loudly to you with them and stuff like it bad like we've yeah. never had that kind of shit like we've always split stuff five fucking ways we still do even Brian and I are being the old guys here from the day one mm-hmm. we want everybody in this band to have as much fucking motivation to do it as we do yeah you know what I mean and to be taken as much as we are and like you know, we're not fucking rich or something, but like, um, you know, like I live pretty modestly, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. like I have a, a small apartment. I, I don't collect cars. I don't, okay, it's just not my world. Like, yeah. mate- yeah. like my only material vice is fucking music, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and, um, That's so like, it's just really just opportunity has perpetuated adolescence for me. Absolutely. Possible. Yeah. Like I'm still like, unfortunately, maybe depending on how you look at it, but like, I feel like I am still a kid. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, I enjoy it. I, I, I like being juvenile. I like, um, I like my weird Peter Pan ass world. I'm fine. Like I whatever, you know, what I mean? with like, no kids and I just agree. no responsibilities, dude. I fucking but, I mean, love a, it. A lot of people, they don't even think about it that deep. Like you're saying you're a kid, but you're aware of what life you've carved out for yourself. And it's like, you know, I, I see that all the time in like the more normal world. I might call it, you know, people just kind of fall into 
all these responsibilities that they don't necessarily want and they get all this stuff that they don't necessarily want because you know the world we live in is like you know buy this you know get this car or like you know uh, Mm -hmm. finance this thing and i'm just like i think about that so much is just like why am i doing this you know and it's i feel so much better when i'm like okay i'm doing this thing that maybe i don't want to do like a part-time job or whatever to support the thing that i do like and yeah, maybe it's sort of juvenile. It's like the same thing that I've done since I was 16 or whatever. But like, that's what makes me feel like life's worth living. You know what I mean? And oh, I love that. Yeah, show. man. <laughs> well, I get it. I definitely get it. And um, like, I've literally gone so hard in this direction that like, I don't even have a plan B. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no question in my mind that I'm going to be in music and doing something with music like literally like there's no signs of stopping the band obviously but even if some crazy you know something happened i don't know like i would just do something else like i'm not leaving i'm not going anywhere you can be seeing my mug (laughs) and you you have to fucking deal with it (laughs) that's so awesome man and like that's honestly way inspiring like you guys and you know i talk about a lot beat you know bt bam as well just like Doing it right, like just kind of the model. Oh, like, dude, BT here's Man how you do it, and fucking so great, and they've yeah. just done so well for themselves. I'm so fucking proud of those guys. I know, Same. Me too. Yeah. And um, you know, like um, just so many bands of our generation like aren't around anymore. You know what I mean? Dude, it's like, most, crazy. Most like like I like think about Red that. Go- Red Chord, you know, for yeah. example, was yeah. like like um, their biggest moment was like before they were signed. I think when the first record just had so much heat and every label was coming after them and like, yeah. they just, the first time we saw them live, uh, we played with them opening. Yeah. I remember and, you um, guys and them played in San Francisco at the pound when Zach Gibson was still in the band. Yeah. And I remember going yep. to that show and seeing you guys and like that, that was so fun. That must, that was probably close to 20 years ago, to be honest. I mean, that was fun. The, the pound shows were amazing, man. Like talk yeah. about, a fucking experience dude yeah um they would always get so hot and sweaty it'd be like a jungle in there like you yeah. could see the mist like over the, the crowd but like people got so fucking crunk at those shows oh, dude, man holy shit they were so fun i was gonna say did you guys tour with converge and cephalic carnage no uh we toured with cephalic carnage in a few different okay because i went to like these but... two shows at the pound when i was younger and they were really close together it kind was like blurring together yeah now, and I, right? I can't separate the two it's like one of them was converge and bt bam and the other was cephalic carnage and you guys and and yeah, i that, that that's I, exactly like yeah. uh bt bam was on both that's where the oh, blur oh is in. that what's going on is that what's yeah, going BT on? Yeah, BT okay. did converge right before they did our uh, headlining Miasma tour. Okay, so that was, uh, it was BT Bam converge and into the moat, and nope. then right or was into, into the moat, moat on, was on your on guys' our tour? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, our uh, tour was into the moat, um, cephalic carnage. Okay, all right, because I get those two shows like they're BT one Bam show to me than us. Yeah, right. they must have been like. You know, like a month apart or something. Yeah, because I know. went to both those shows around the same time. I, mean, I was probably like, I don't know, 18, six, 17, 18, something like that. I but. do that same thing, too, where I've just been to the same venue so many times or something where I'm like combined Frankensteining these memories to get, you know. Like, totally. And I, like, I always think of that as one show. I'm like, yeah, it was BDM, 
end of the moat. Oh, you know, Cephalic, I'm just waiting for Converge. my tour with Converge phone call, like any any second. Dude, Animosity yeah. did it. You guys have never toured Animosity with did it, man, and it was the sickest thing ever. Like, only, only for like a week on Sounds of the Underground, or 10 days they were on it. And we played a couple oh, shows in wow. Europe with them, you know. But um, we tried to take them out a bunch of times. We've had them in like the blueprints of lineups. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, at least gotten the first yes from like a manager or maybe someone who has no fucking idea what's going on. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I felt like we've been close before to doing it. Yeah, I actually went to that, <laughs> that uh, Sounds of the Underground with Converge and you guys. Uh, Animosity had like a day off and we went to the show. It was like on the East nice. Coast, so that was a, a hell of a bill, man. Yeah, it was and like uh, Cannibal was on it too. Oh, like fuck, Cannibal in flames. It was um, it was fucking ridiculous, dude. Guar, dude, what terror? How much yeah, was terror. the ticket to get into that shit? It would be like a hundred dollars nowadays. I don't know. Um, I don't remember at all, honestly. As of, like dying was the headliner. Yep. Uh, oh, wow. like at their like super height, you know. Um, and then uh, through the eyes of the dead was on it. Yep. Yep. I actually heard rumors like two years ago about them. Potentially bringing back Sounds of the Underground, but I guess it never. Yeah, well, now they're definitely panned out. Never. Yeah. So too. <laughs> Dude, it was so much fun. We did that in our fucking van, which uh, meant that we were wow. trapped really? outside, twenty-four hours a day, every day for a month. Yeah. Oh and my god. We got drunk and loved every second of it. Yeah, honestly. yeah I bet. Like, if you, you guys... told me I was going to do that now, I'd rather like walk the plank. Yeah. <laughs> you guys did Warp Tour in a van too, right? Uh, no, we were in a bus, and dude, I would ha- not be here today if we were in a van. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> war- I've heard way. warp tour in a van is like the yeah. most fucked up situation of. Dude, it's fucked up in a bus. So like, yeah. oh, wow. I cannot even imagine. Someone did it in a van that, that I know. I can't remember who it was. There's a band that I know that did it in a van. I remember like, who you're talking about, and they were just talking about how fucking hot it yeah, was it every was like, day. Just, oh, dude, just... it's so hot. Like you, your shoes don't want to be on the blacktop. So, yeah. like, being stuck outside full time mm-hmm. between the fucking sky and the blacktop, dude, uh, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we did Summer Slaughter. A couple, I, I think that was the last, I was trying to think of the last time that we hung out, and I think it was Summer Slaughter in, in New York. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. we saw you guys. But so we did that in a bus, but we, I mean, in a van, and we were just fucking... I mean, I we're, we were drunk all yeah. day, every day. Just I was having a great time. Yeah, that's kind of what you got to You got to do that kind of shit when you're young. Like, you're more resilient when you're young. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can party more, and you can also take more abuse. Like, yeah, being in the van and, you know, doing stupid shit like that. 18-hour drives. And, cool. um... Yeah, so, that's something. That do you I do you miss. feel like you guys will do more tours in a van? Because I know that you guys are oh, like notoriously. Yeah. I look a, forward to it. Yeah. honestly, <laughs> I look forward to that more than being in a bus. Honestly, I yeah. miss that the most. Uh-huh. I miss um, our van, no seats in the back, two um, futon mattresses, and oh, wow. uh, there's five people in the front or two people in the front, five in the back, laying like fucking sardines. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are the most fun tours, dude. It's like, so true. You're you're like, like all up in each other's shit and on a bus. And it's like, all, yeah, on the bus you can isolate yourself if you want to. Yeah, you know. But like, when you're in the van together and there's like, the group think is at this big height. You know, like yeah. the, the the force is there. Like it's so true. You know, when everything's all. Uh, going well, you're laughing your asses off, you're kicking ass on tour, you're playing good every night. It's a fucking blast, you know what I mean? Totally. And um, 
So like I I miss that. I miss like um the choose your own adventure aspect of actually yeah, driving yourself. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like where um you're like all right, let's GPS something weird and go. You know, yeah. Like eat something weird or like yeah. Um, being or a, hit being a drive on a, through. Yeah, it's like being it's, on a bus. There's so many perks that people don't realize. Like it's what, so true. Like being on a bus is cool. You know, I've I've done a couple. But it's way tours, more of but, like just a traveling hotel. It's yeah. just it's expensive. Right. It's expensive, it's, dude. Yeah. It's expensive. Um, it's crazy. Expensive. It's expensive, and like you know, we've always been that kind of modest band. You know what I mean? Like where we're done. There's still a headliner. And we're turning around on stage and packing our shit up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay. we don't have a bunch of techs. Um, Al, I mean, the guys would love to have techs. Are you kidding me? Especially the Alan. Especially you know Alan, I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's just how we are. Like, um, that was a page we took from Converge. Yeah. Keep yeah. everything in-house. Yeah. Do it your fucking self. Don't be a pussy about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're still converge whether you're pushing your own amp or not. Yeah, it's you know true. what I mean. Like BT Bam Two is like that for sure. Like, and yeah, in a way, it was kind of like a fuck you. Like be like, yeah, we do our own shit. It's like we're not out here getting fluffed. Well, you know, also like, you're not <laughs> paying a bunch of extra money to have all of those hands around. Right. It's like some bands will roll out on tour and they just spend so much fucking money on tour that I I am like, there's no way that these people have like a uh, good no, home life. Some going. of them, yeah, some of them don't. Some of them come back with fucking peanuts, yeah. right? And they just paid for the look. You I know, know right? honestly, like, um, you know, smoke and mirrors and like. There's aspects you can use of that to your advantage, but like it's not fucking everything. You know what I mean? It's and totally really like looking at uh, like at the end of the tour, you know, when I became a Ferentheus, like I kind of became the guy who's in charge of the money, and it's like the Brian know, of the those, band. You're <laughs> Brian. So like at the end of tour, you look at it and you're like, dude, the money is so tight that like if we had have just not spent X amount over here, everyone would be getting a thousand bucks more. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it really, oh, yeah, like dude, at the end of sure. tour, those little decimals here and there really add up. Add so up. it's like, oh, if we just didn't rent that thing or if we just didn't do this, we would have been like, I'd have a thousand bucks in my pocket. Right. You know? And that's, I mean, I am uh-huh. like times that with the bus and the, all that stuff. Like I've, I'm more of a modest person myself too. And I've seen bands that, for instance, like Whitechapel, you know, it's like they take a bus, but dude, they don't have any techs. They have like oh, a sound guy, sound guy and, merch, and a merch guy. Merch and that's TM. it. And I like, they're just loading in. It's like, what the fuck else are you going to do, man? You know, I know. Like, to, it's like there's, there's nothing, nothing to, to do. do in most places. Let's just load our I, shit I get in. It, it makes matter. sense if you're so busy. You need to do so many interviews a day or whatever. Like it, it doesn't make sense anymore for you to be loading your gear. But if you're not doing that, then I mean, let's just go ahead and. Load the gear. I push the amps. Yeah, I like doing <laughs> no that. Shit. I mean, I like doing that stuff. You know, that's my shit, dude. I, fucking... I, I enjoy the synchronicity of the entire band d- doing those things together. Totally. And like how good we are at it. Like, yes. there's a certain pride in that too. Like, hundred percent, dude. Like we can fucking unsheath all our shit and set up so fucking fast if we need to. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, and pack up and get the fuck out. I know. Just as quick, and the, you gotta have pride in work to be in a band. Basically, I agree. totally. I agree you know, like you can't you can't go out half-assing, man. So when you're <laughs> when you guys are like when you've brought new members into the band, is that like how do you 
approach that? Because I feel like you've become very good at it to the point that it's fucking seamless when you guys it's have a science. It. It's a real yeah. science. And, um, you know, part of it is, um, it's really just, it's about personality. It's about friendship. It's about compatibility with the band's overall vibe to be like sort of extroverted a little bit. Yeah. To be to kind of have this group think like, they don't have to be fucking comedians necessarily, but like to be at least be on the same page with that kind of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? So what, so and, what's um, the process to go through that? Because I know like we were on Ryan Knight's last tour with you and Brandon was there. So is that a thing that you've done before where it's like we bring a guy on tour and just like make sure that he fits in? Um, no, that was the first time that we'd like vetted someone a like that thoroughly really oh yeah and um the first time we like brought them out on tour for that kind of litmus test you know what i mean yeah. to like just see what they're like to be around at length and in discomfort yeah, and yeah. um because it changes you know, it changes when you get on tour it does oh it's yeah like, you, you know there's tons fucking... of people that talk a big game there's tons of people on youtube that can shred right. but like can they play in a band maybe not can yeah. they be in a band yeah yeah in the give and take and like be in that democracy and yeah. work with it. That is a big question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or even play live. Like, you know, at this point we're saying, we're talking about, can they play live? You know, yeah, like how I've much seen, have their videos been edited? We've seen, yeah, all these people can oh, make a sure. sick yeah, video. So it's like, dude, can you out there now rip a and, stage? Um, That's a whole different ball game. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, and dude, and just being able to play with people and like write music and like, not like put your pride between you and like creating something awesome with other people. Right. You know, like because, so because people will approach it in the way that it's like they come into a band and it's more like a solo project for them where they're trying to like overwrite. But a part of being in a band is everyone coming together and it's not necessarily the sound that this person would want or that person would want in a solo project. It's about what is the band together as like a group. Right. It's it, in a way it's a compromise. It's, um, it's a compromise of, you know, people's influences of like ideas. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's all about having the right people, man. Like it really is like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tour with just a hired gun in the band. Yeah. Like yeah. I have, you know, like there's, I have to like these people. We're with uh, them so much. Dude, we so endure true. so much with these people, mm -hmm. so much hardship that people don't fucking realize like being on tour you need to have a positive like network around you. Basically like that's the beginning of the whole thing. If you don't have that, the rest is just going to suck even worse, you know, but yeah, like absolutely. it's important, dude. So really like the personality is, is just as important as the skills, honestly. Yep. So, yep. you know, we just found like, like Brandon, it's his story is so fucking unique and weird. Like he has never played in a local band. Uh -huh. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like insane to me. Whoa. He yeah. sidestepped that entire thing. Like he basically was like, you know, Did real right. introverted guy in school. <laughs> like all he cared about was guitar. He just kind of like kept his head down, was real quiet. Like he still is very soft spoken. Dude, you know he's a he quiet he's guy. Yeah. Quiet guy. Unless you unless you like really get him talking. And I'm that type mm -hmm. of person, like, I gotta get you talking. 
And then he's right. like awesome, but he's a very quiet guy right off the bat. Yeah, he's a very m- mild kind of dude. Like yeah. he fucking t- talks with his hands. He talks with his music, you know. And uh, um, where the fuck was I even going with this? What oh, his story. His story. Yeah, he oh, didn't yeah, have story, to dude. endure Holy the shit. local so, band. So he taught himself how to play guitar. He's never had a lesson. Like he taught himself how to play like using the internet resources, you know, and um, he knew like at that point though, like he wanted to be a pro musician and um, I forget how he got his first gig, but I want to say it's like related to this power metal band called Pyramaze. That's like out from like Jersey or something, I guess. And um, then he ended up with gigs like filling in for like Finn troll. He had to wear elf ears and like be bare chested <laughs> on stage and like do a jig and stuff. Oh, and like then he got like the gig with Silosis filling in and like he segued into being a pro. Yeah. Like he really did. Like he sidestepped all of the delusional bullshit of like being an idiot pay to play band or like oh. any, you know what I mean? Like all the stupid shit. What a shit lucky that comes, asshole, like, dude. Yeah, fuck that oh, way to do it, fuck yeah, him fuck, fuck him but seriously is a genius i yeah, mean come on yeah. like, i feel no, like I'm that gonna... about him like about 99 percent of the time honestly <laughs> like like i hate him he's so good at what he does yeah and he's such a like musical genius and shit like and he's he's like reinvented the way we look at the band and like he's brought so much to light in terms of songwriting mechanics and the ins and outs of music. And he's so educated, you know, um, that like we're learning a lot from each other. Like it's a, it's insane to be this established and bring someone in and trust them with so much of the band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's being like, he wrote, a little bit more of the record than Brian did. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, wow. and like he, he got the honor of being the first song on the record, you know, because he just dropped the, the most badass opening sounding song, you know, like we were like, here you go. You got the slot. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Man. That's... So, you know, we've like put so much trust in him and, you know, like him being the producer guy in the band now, yeah. in a way, like he tracked, all of us for the record, except for the drums. Oh, wow. you know what I mean? Oh, like damn. at his place. So we had more established, more control of verminous than any other BDM record. Like we took our time with the fine details and, you know, tricking out little melodies afterwards and just, totally. you know, like there was a lot of like tooling with stuff and, um, to a level that we never had before. And yeah, just so, the well, so before were you guys like more of like here's the riff, it is what it is, no matter what anyone's uh suggestion would kinda, be. Kinda just... we didn't really even like open the dialogue for suggestion. Like uh, yeah. we have given people credit for producing because I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, seriously. Totally, totally. And uh, like we've never been produced. Yeah. By yeah. Like, even to the extent that Brandon did it, I wouldn't say, like, we went to Kurt Ballou. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like um, having a, another party come in and sit in on your writing and sit in on your sessions and, like, you know, like, do this longer or, you know, like, do this to the harmony or, you yeah, know, like, yeah. we've never, right. we're so anal about what we do. Yeah. That, like, when we come in to record, the record is 100% thought out. 
yeah. there's not a note that's not there yet. Wow. Honestly, like wow. we'll, we'll we'll trick some shit out later on, but like it's just how we are. Like there's no writing in the studio for this band. There's no yeah. no like, imp- no that, improvising. No, and like. Yeah. The way that, I mean, there is to some level, you know, in Brandon's case, especially like improvising and stuff. And like, but really, I mean, we start with these Pro Tools demos and we use those as the scratch tracks for the drummer. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a hill track in, a, you know, technically it's to a click because the, the um, guitars on the demo were done to a click. Right. But, but then we're not gritting them out like oh, okay, anymore yeah. that's like long gone we're yeah, not yeah. doing that yeah, like yeah. there's no fucking point on stealing the personality from a great drummer like that yeah it's that's the incredible dumbest thing dude we've all done yeah it's a problem as, as drums have become this to some extent this homogenized thing yeah, that's it's like, like dude i want to hear the drummer like I, I really oh, like drums. i think especially in the metalcore lane and in the kind of oh, like yeah anything off shooting gent and stuff like oh, there's so yeah. much it's canned like, it's all canned yeah right that's honestly right. what i'm loving about the whole like the black metal and the kind of underground oh like, it's it's brutal death metal. it's ears, like right? damn dude yeah. like that snare is like not perfect it's like it sounds like, oh, kind of shit like shit yeah it's like yeah, sick they, dude you know like someone, i love that uh, i like i do too like the world of plastic music and like the modern face of heavy music like pushed me further in that direction yeah. of yeah. liking more raw shit, more live shit, more imperfect shit. Yeah. Because there was a time where we had this meeting and we're like, what is so great about albums before 2000? What is the X factor? Why are they classic? And you know, like what is, what is it? Mm-hmm. And it was that like, there is no, personality with a lot of albums coming out they have the same samples as everyone else i mean it's in drums but it's also in other things because i even noticed this with vocals like you know there are a ton of ways to learn vocals on the internet but they're teaching people to do like the same exact vocal and one of my favorite things in in vocalists is being able to is uniqueness being able to tell (laughs) one voice from the other it's like dude doing like super low lows and super high highs that's really cool but at a point when it becomes so homogenized that i can't tell any band apart it it's a disservice to music it like i don't feel like that you know like the pro tools era has its pros and cons you know like uh giving bands freedom to make shit at home is awesome but it opened the lane up there's no um quality control yeah any band with pro tools can drop a metalcore single. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they do. (laughs) (laughs) They all do. And they've all got like the neon colored music video to go along. And like the, you know, it's all the same color and all the same thing. 10 guest vocalists from other exactly (laughs) similar bands. I know you cannot tell them apart from the, yeah, it's a, it's a mess. Yeah, I agree. And that's what, that's what kind of what I was saying earlier. It's like, one of the things was being kind of in your own lane, kind of doing your own thing. And it's like, wow, that's really sick. And you didn't like, you would take influence from them, but you didn't make a genre out of the band, you know? Yeah. Whereas now I feel like people like 
whatever is popular, there are a thousand bands behind that that are just, they sound exactly like that. And some of them get popular and stuff, but back in the day it was, bands sounded different. Even yeah. all of the bands that you could classify as being like deathcore or whatever else, like animosity sounds a lot different than like despised icon. And you know, it was like, it was a different oh, yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And I think another, another thing that I always think about was like, we didn't think there was any money or fans to be gained. You know, like Dying right. Fetus was my favorite band and I saw them at the pound on Destroy the Opposition Tour and there was like, you know, 30 people there. Yeah. Right. Know? And then it's like, you, I was just like, there's no way anyone's ever going to like this. So I'm just going to do whatever I want. I don't, what difference does it make? Oh, that's, you know that's I mean? the best part. That's the most liberating part yeah. is doing what you want and you're not doing it for anyone else or any other reason. Yeah. Rather than to please yourself. And like for me, it's like seeing this dream that I had just out of high school, like come to a point where it is so far past what I had yeah. expected or hoped. Yeah. I know. Like, that like now I'm just perpetuating this <laughs> life that I, I Dude, totally. so much. You know like, what I mean? Whereas so. now I feel like a lot of bands, they see like. Uh, you know, I'm just going to throw Periphery out there because they've like been successful in the last 10 years and have made money and stuff. And I feel like people see bands like that and they're like, I can make money. Yeah, I, I want to like start this band to make money. And I and they have like a a gimmick and a marketing strategy and all of this shit planned out right. from the beginning. Or like an idea of a certain music formula that, yeah. that they think is going to be like palatable to people exactly you know? and it's like that's, that's a whole different side of music i don't want shit to do with i know honestly. me too Same. it's like dude i got into this because i was like uh fuck every fuck the world like yeah. i'm gonna just you know i remember my mom always tells me this she's like yeah i remember when you were a kid you were like yeah don't worry mom i'm not ever gonna make any money doing this so just it's that's not why i do it just bear know? with me yeah i'm gonna like, have fun uh, yeah like i'm just doing it because i love it and that's like Honestly, still to this day, like that's how I'll draw inspiration. You know, it's like, why did, did I do this? I obviously well, didn't I, do I it for money. That's it's one of the things that people see the most and that you can't fake. Like if you're passionate about your music, like it comes across. Exactly. Like, yeah. exactly. You know, like it's 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 almost tangible to fans, you know, like if you would like are doing it right, you know. So um you know, I, I don't know. I've seen tons of bands come and go. I've seen tons of, like, you can learn a lot about what not to do. I yeah, agree. I bet. Just observing bands as much as you learn what to do. It's so true. Totally. I mean, even in the six years of us being a, in a band, we've outlasted bands that started right around yeah. the same time. It's crazy to see that stuff happen because there are bands who catch so much hype at the beginning, and you're like, okay, this band's, like, their career, they got it going on. Yeah. And then they're broken up three years later. Like because there, it didn't turn into the thing that like that you know, they, they wanted, wanted it or whatever. to. It's like, I mean, dude, there can be a, a no. too much, too fast. You I know, totally where agree. People get embittered by your like meteoric rise, and then all of a sudden you go from like the hot thing to like memes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. So when you were saying like I don't know, like an hour ago or something, you got rejected by twenty eight labels. And Metal Blade was one of them who was, like, down for you guys? Uh, yeah, the, the other one was Willowtip. We had a Willowtip oh. um, contract in our hands. We were, like, kind of negotiating back and forth with Jason um, Tipton. Um, and, Is that really um, his name? Willow Tipton? 
Is that really his name? Willow his, name? His, his name is Jason Willow Tipton. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess, right? But um, uh, yeah, he was he was a little pissed at us for a few years. I understand. Yeah. But um, when Metal Blade called, um, it was so far out after all the other labels had already said no that like we were not expecting to hear uh, uh-huh. any more from any other labels. Yeah. And uh, we thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Faley called. Oh fuck! And you know who Slagle is because Slagle's like in the magazines and shit. But right. I don't think the average kid knows who Faley is. Yeah, I don't think so. so. Uh, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. He's not Slagle. Yeah. Um, so like, the first couple phone calls we were met with like, you know, real skepticism. Like, it sounded too good to be true. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, but then, you know, we we really talked to him. We agreed to work together, and me and Brian got drunk at my mom's house, and he peed my mom's sectional couch. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we knew it was good to go. That's how we sealed the deal and christened the battleship. So do you think you'll be with Metal Blade for the rest of the band's career? I think that we have a really special bond with them. Yeah. I think that we've been extremely lucky to have resonated so hard with them from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's like this rumored quote from Slagle that like, you know, we're one of the most important things since cannibal corpse that he like brought to the world, you know, like yeah. that, is like such a huge compliment. Yeah, such yeah. a huge... Right. That's over Goo Goo dolls, by the way, that's re- over a Goo Goo. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what he says when he wants to be cool. <laughs> but he's that's what he says. That's what he that. says while you're signing the contract. Yeah, he's, he's like... still stoked on the Goo Goo Dolls. All right, so <laughs> yeah. But uh, we just been so family with them. Like when we came in, we were very young, and the staff that was helping us, the, our publicist, all of the you know, we're all young too, and we just like befriended them and. um Every time in Cali, we were sleeping at the Metal Blade girls' houses and stuff and, yeah, like, yeah. you know, raging out with them. And, like, it's just always been family, man, you totally. know. So I I just – I feel like they're part of our DNA, honestly. Like, it's yeah. it's just how it is, you know. And we're very fortunate to have always been given so much gas from them, you know, like so much faith. And, like, they've never tried to meddle. They've never – they they trusted that we had a vision and that we were, you know, fucking serious about it. And, you know, they saw our mission statement in that bio I sent along with the demo saying, like, yo, we're going to take over, so be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how you, you have to be, I mean? like, That's how you have to be. We're like, we need a van to hit the ground running, and that's the only damn thing stopping us, and we need someone to hear this music. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So... We had the drive and we presented that, you know, like for sure. And um, so, yeah, it's amazing to be, to even have that legacy of being signed off a demo that hit Metal Blade's mailbox. And you know what I mean? Like they could have not listened to it. They could have thrown it in the trash. Like, um, so like, it's just very, you know, this whole thing has just been this snowball of, of victories honestly there's been you know hard times but we've had it so good compared to a lot of bands we've made it's all about choices dude it's all about 
reacting to what happens and being smart and um you know like sometimes you gotta put your fucking pride aside like i said you know yeah. like people think this band is a, is a, a like a deathcore band you know that's not my my steez really but yeah. Yeah. like we'll go play with those bands to please those people dude totally yeah. who cares what they're calling you who gives Doesn't a fucking fuck. matter yeah. at who all gives a fuck learning that was important honestly yeah. It, yeah. it really was and you know like um so like i i don't have you know like any major regrets about anything that we've done you know the, yeah. there's certain yeah. situations we, we handled better than others of you course. know and like that's what growing kind of, is about man that's what like getting older is about you guys start i mean how old were you like 19 when you started the band 18 um i i was i think maybe 20 i was the oldest at first and yeah. i am again wow. That's now, but we've had other people come in that were older. Bart was older, oh, really? just about oh, really? a year. Okay. Pierre, that did so too with us on drums. He was a little bit older, um, but but you were young when this band started. You're yeah, very not, young. Not like you know animosity in high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like the bands I was in in high school were like me on guitar. First of all, mistake. Um, <laughs> like. Like, Why you don't we, have like, the steez to be a guitar player or what? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say that in a sentence. But um, <laughs> yeah, I touched guitars and sounds came out <laughs> for a while, and that was like my angle. You still play and, guitar um, at all or no? No guitar. Um, no, I I I really put it down when um I met Black Dahlia Murder. Like they were yeah. younger than me. You're like they got and those. like even then <laughs> they were so much better than me. Like. I never got educated. Like I never, like I wanted all the fun stuff of being in a band. Yeah. You know, and not you wanted to, the girls and the beer and the work. drugs. <laughs> just like, you know, making flyers and like shit like that. Like the oh, DIY yeah. fun stuff for me. Yeah, like, yeah you know, like, for sure. Like we had every aspect of being in a band right when I was in high school, except talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we were serious. We practiced a lot. We were dedicated. We were like, but, we, you know, like just weren't good. And, um, <laughs> so when I heard BDM, I thought, wow, like even in their infancy, like these kids can outplay anybody I fucking know. Oh, so you like joined technically. Yeah. Like I didn't know them. Okay. They're not like my friends from home. Like I don't know them. You oh, know what how, I mean? Like, how did you guys meet each other? I, I saw Brian. He was from a couple towns over okay. and I would see him at hardcore shows and we were in the Dork crew. Like, um, there were all these cool bands with like they were handsome and had flat tops and were straight edge and got chicks and stuff and like were the like <laughs> cool sure. scene dudes. For sure. And we were like the nerds at the show. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And um even like in the infancy of BDM, like we weren't taken seriously by any of those bands around here or whatever. And like we thought, well, we just gotta leave and like become a real band and who cares about being a local band? was yeah. the thought after a while. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like who got signed for being a local band? Yeah. No. One. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that doesn't happen. It like, doesn't. like we sold the most tickets to the ghost show, man. <laughs> you know, like we're, <laughs> we're going we're all the signed. way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so and, you say, um, yeah, go ahead. Um, fuck. I kind of forgot where I was even at. With so you met shit. Brian 
Okay, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and you're in the nerds. So I was the playing show. in this shot ass metalcore band that was like inspired by like disembodied, oh, morning yeah. again. Um, yeah. So you like martyr AD then too. Uh, that wasn't out yet. Yeah, but yeah. I do. Well, if it's disembodied, I era. fucking love yeah. Martyr AD. See, I'm a little. I'm 32, so I'm a little younger than you guys, and I like, you know, that era was my shit. That was sick. That was a great band too. Yeah, and, I uh, love them. The whole family tree of like disembodied bands was cool. Devil yeah. Inside was cool. We toured with them. Um, name maybe not so great, but <laughs> yeah. it reminds me of that sticker you get at Spencer's and put on your computer. Oh, oh yeah, hell inside, but yeah. devil inside. It's like evil Yo. inside. <laughs> totally, yeah, evil inside, bro. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. Like, anyway, um, so Brian was a nerd, a fellow nerd in the scene. Yeah. And um, at one of our shows, he was moshing, and um. There was this message board where, like, um, everybody kind of gathered from the hardcore scene and, the, like, the metalcore scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we'd know each other from there, but not really know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the scene was so small. Right. So you'd know who Brian was, maybe, without knowing him. Absolutely, you know? but, yeah. Um, once he moshed my band, I was like, all right. <laughs> This guy's my friend. Totally, dude. That was cool. If you march you know to I my mean? band, we're fucking boys. <laughs> it's like, right yeah, with my book, so. I like this guy. Even if he was an asshole before he marched to my band, it's like I don't, I don't care. So he like got in some like ugly breakup with some chick oh. and was bummed the fuck out and was like posting about it on this board, right? And I hit him up on AIM and some shit and started talking to him. You know, I was like, hey man, whatever, fuck that shit, blah blah blah. <laughs> And he's like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm putting together this new band. Do you know anybody that would want to sing? And, um, you know, at that time I had just been playing guitar, but I had also been anally controlling the vocals and the lyrics and shit of the band anyway. So like, I was still like flexing those chops Mm -hmm. while I was playing guitar. And, um, so I was like, well, I don't think I have the voice for it, but maybe I can get there in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. I I sat, um, I wrote the song, like, listening to, like, fucking Winamp and writing the lyrics into, Dude, like, Winamp a word processor. Yeah. And I, I still, I don't use Winamp anymore, but I still basically do the same fucking thing and write our songs the exact way I wrote the first song. Wow. It's just, like, sitting at the computer, listening to it a zillion fucking times, yep. and, you know, just to take the plunge. And, um... So like I did a good job of patterning the stuff. Like once they, and like once I came and sang it the first time, like having remembered all the parts and stuff, and like the voice just came out. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. like I needed to come out at that moment, and it did. Like I'd screamed prior, but it was more of a like just going yeah. for different it. kind of scream. It yeah. wasn't the yeah. same. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean. It was so. Um, like at that moment, they like, I could tell they were going to ask me to join the band. Like, like, yeah, like I just while we were playing it. that yeah. song, yeah. like, because it sounded like a real band right. and I had written the lyrics and they were decent and I knew them and we just like put the quarter in the machine and the band came to life Wow! and I could just see it in their eyes. Like they like me better than this other guy who I was like <laughs> yeah. neck and neck with. Who yeah. It's like I falling in love. I think had a better voice than me, 
Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. at the time, like, he was like this legendary, you know, he was a friend, but we were also in very like competitive, like, you know, like amongst the nerd bands of the scene. Yeah. Right. So, so I thought, man, they're going to give the job to this kid because he's, his voice is so like blood curdling, you know, but I came and they liked the patterns. They liked what I wrote and it fit together. And we played the song like six times or something. And they're like, Hey, um, you know, there's a show going on. Do you want to go down at Mr. Muggs where, you know, Brian moshed to my band and like where you'd see any local band basically. Totally. And uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go. So I went down to the show with them. It was circle of dead children and get this fucking uh, poison. The well hopped on the show. Damn. Out of nowhere, like at their absolute, like, like right. breaking point, like opposite, opposite of, this, of December, yeah. Yeah. you mm-hmm. know, like, so what a cool ass diverse bill. Yeah. That's yeah. sick. Sick. to be asked to join the Black Dahlia Murder app, you know? So, right. like, in the middle of the show, they're like, yo, man, um, can we go talk for a minute over here? And you know, they're like, so do you want to be in the band or what? Yeah, and I was uh, like, yep. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome, man. I really do. Wait, but, so- uh, I remember, like, that car trip there, like, listening to the first Haunted record and showing that to Brian. And, oh, like, wow. It was such a, like... Like, we were so excited about finding all this music then. I still am, you know, but, like, mm-hmm. that was fueling the band, you know. Like, right. when you see a young band trying a sound, they're new to it. Yeah. yeah. They're not, like, grizzled veterans. Right. They're excited to try something new to them. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. So, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this, you know? Like, Wait, so, so are you are you and Brian, are you guys from, like, the skirts of Michigan, or are you from Detroit proper? Um, We're from, like, the suburbs, like, okay. fucking very standard Midwestern suburban experience. Well, so, so now like very, now now you live in the city, right? New York City. Yeah, I live, yeah. I live in Brooklyn. So yeah. uh, do you like it? I do. It's a lot. It was yeah. a growing, it was a, an experience to like kind of evolve to being here. I bet, man. Living in a hundred year old building with, you know, fucking window AC units, no washing machines. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> dust balls. Like this bu- building I live in has hundreds of years of human dust accumulated. Oh, I in fucking it. bet, like, man. You cannot clean this place. Like you can, <laughs> you turn around and it's dusty. Are like, you in that same apartment that Rochelle was in like years ago? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We've been yeah, there. She's been totally. here for like eight years now. Yeah. Eight, yeah, yeah we've totally that been was like there. around the corner from uh, Leo's. Yeah. Leo spot. lives right like, by you. Yeah. Leo lives right by here, dude. Yeah, he, yeah. he does. I, 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 I've seen him in my travels a couple of times. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, we need some plans to like hook up and uh, go drinking and stuff. But um, obviously that's off the table now. Yeah, right? That's actually one of the things I think about frequently. I'm like, wow, Trevor's like in New York. That's dude, like that's brutal. weird. Like, what's I mean, that? That's been pr- yeah, I know. pretty it's, tough. It's right? like, dude, I mean, I'm from Des Moines and just moving to New York on its own. It's like sounds awful to me in the first place but I mean, during, a pandemic, during the pandemic during yeah, a pandemic like yeah i don't know it seems like it hits well, I, the I mean, cities it wasn't a, a pandemic harder. when i moved here well, i've been right. here for three three years now you right. know okay. so um i definitely want to come out here in a fucking pandemic you know <laughs> but uh, um uh, rochelle just made it so easy for me yeah that like i couldn't say no like the stars were so aligned that yeah. even if i wanted to be the pussy neurotic dude i normally am about this kind of shit yeah like 
it was too easy to say no. It was too good to be true. Yeah, so yeah. I sold my fucking condo. I made a ton of money, honestly. Awesome. Um, Damn. And um, like that is kind of like padding my um, plague experience. Yeah. Oh, really? I had some some money in the bank, okay. you know what I mean, from like totally. selling the condo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, honestly, um, like I wonder that about like for for the mid to small bands, they always have like their side job and stuff. So it's not that big of a deal. Like for us and everything, we have like a, a for, home. for me. It's but for just you guys, a... it's like you guys are doing the band full fucking time. So not going on tour means like I'm not getting a paycheck, you know? And right. Like, so yeah, like and like I said, man, there's no saying no in this band. So if there's an opportunity to be taken a tour, like you're on it pretty much. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. so, um, yeah, like you know, some of the guys are. Um, we're all trying to, to like generate funds yeah. in different ways. Like I kind of have it the easiest by being the most visible guy in the band this entire time. Yeah, like right. totally. That's, that's the thing. Z-level celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can segue it into Twitch and I can segue yeah, yeah. into like doing cameos, which has right. been pretty good for me. Right. You know? And like, um, Brian is selling weed. Brian needs structure. Like he needs something to do every fucking day. He's such a workhorse. Yeah, like yeah. if he doesn't have a project, he's lost. Yeah. So he's delivering weed. He's loving that. Oh yeah, I saw um, him doing that. That's a good. That's right, right in Brian's lane. Are you kidding me? So well, yeah, I know. Is <laughs> weed perfect, dude? Is it is it recreational in Michigan now? Yeah. Oh, yes, fuck. man, I that's love this so just sick. wave of yeah. weed that's sweeping oh, dude, the nation. I can't believe that we're living in the middle of this, man. I know, I know. I, I know. never thought. If the world weren't burning around the top of that, I'd celebrate it a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when you uh, say that you're stopping drinking, are you going to stop smoking weed as well? Oh, no. Yeah, you're, you're going the, the <laughs> old. You've got to have some <laughs> Dude, I know. you got to go the old weed to... edge. <laughs> I got to be able to change my mind a little bit know, from man. one feeling to another. You I know. know. Like, yeah. There has to be some end of the day escape from tour. Oh, yeah, there has to be like a moment where we close the bus door <clears throat> to the world and I'm in my pajama pants and I can rip that bowl and just be like, whatever. Yeah. Right. You know? So like, I mean, I'm not harsh on anybody else's fucking whatever anybody does, but dude, like I cannot drink and be in control of it. This is basically the bottom line of it. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I can to a, like an extent skirt by and do my job. I'm supposed to do it. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. like, there is a factor of like shit could go wrong because I was trashed. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm... I am jeopardizing this whole thing with yeah. my health, with yep. totally, you know, like longevity and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be, that like pickled guy from wasp or whatever, you know what Dude. I mean? Like, yeah. And like at yeah. 40 and living off gas station food for the last 20 years now, right. it's not like good. No, it's, not good. it's time to start making some good choices and like force myself to grow up a little bit. Yeah. So are you going that way in the diet realm as well? I have been. And like uh -oh. getting the hernia was a big like slip back because I couldn't uh, work out all of a sudden. Right. Uh -huh. And like now I'm like five weeks, six weeks without working out. And it's, you know, my muffin top, like, came it's back oh dude i yeah, know yeah, yeah. it like, takes like year a uh, years to get rid of and like two to three weeks to get back it's like the most yeah, fucked up thing here, ever dude. like my silhouette changed in that time yeah you know what i mean it's the so least like, like rewarding thing in that way it's like yeah it it's totally sick. Is. It, i'm like 
completely 100%. I watch what I eat. Like, not right now, but if you do that, I'm watching what I eat all the time. I'm working out for every single day, like an hour at least, right? And then to lose it takes like one week. Of yeah. You know, it's just so Eating weird. Chinese it's the weirdest fucking straight. thing, man, to like. Dude, for me, change is so difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Such a creature of habit, especially on tour. Yeah. I always make these plans to like be healthier, to like, oh, totally. w- w- you know, work out, like take that aspect seriously. And then I get back in the tour and just fall right into like, oh, yeah. my <sighs> stupid shitty ass program of just like, you know, being an idiot. Well, dude, so, it's, like, it's also so easy too, because if, if, it's like being in a relationship. If the other person isn't choosing to like do the diet thing, it's harder. But yeah. if you're in a fucking band oh, and people real. aren't choosing to do it or they don't oh, want to yeah. be on if the I'm side. in a band where me, Brian and Alan get fucking lit. Yeah. And it's part of our ritual going into a show. We, right. we call it sipping time. <laughs> so you have a name <laughs> for it. Because we're not sipping. There's no, you know, like it's not a tea party. There, it's full of excess it's disgusting yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. so and sipping time like <laughs> i block out an hour before we go on stage Holy to start shit. drinking really? clock oh yeah by oh, which i start drinking because Whoa. otherwise i'll take it too far yeah. you know what i mean like it's a it's a, a sh- it's an art form a shitty art form <laughs> that like you Dude. just keep doing you fall into it and like you know, being surrounded by other people doing the same thing. Oh yeah, it's like you have this. There's a camaraderie in it. You know, totally. in a weird oh dude, way. totally. Of course, it's, you know, fucking intensifies the whole thing. And so you know, like an hour before we play, Van Halen's coming on or some funk shit or something. <laughs> oh no, the bottles. Get oh clocked. no, <laughs> we start dancing. We start joking around. Like, I still want that aspect. I still yeah. want to have, like we sort of rally before we play. We yeah. don't like consciously put our hands in the middle and do like a fucking, yeah. you know, a war cry or something. Yeah. But <laughs> I've seen bands do that and I respect that too. But like, yeah. it's just about connecting before we play, like laughing, like being on the same page, being excited together. And like the vibe starts there. Oh, yeah, totally. Definitely, definitely. And it comes up and you know, I mean, obviously you're, you're getting hyped up to do, you're talking about and like just from my perspective like i've done tours where i'm kind of sober and not and it's like it, it's for me personally like after i did the tours where i was like you know just staying strong and like you know working out and like i'm, I'm like all right there's pizza backstage like i'm not gonna even fucking eat it you know fuck that like but now i'm kind of at a point where it's like i know i can do that so i'm like you know i could go back there so i'm gonna have some beers and some pizza <laughs> Yeah, you know, there can be some give and take. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah totally. Like, Definitely. Because the dude, hardcore oh, thing Fuck, is... I remember seeing you at the absolute height of that shit, and, like, you basically shouldn't even have wore clothes. You looked so I, fucking I, good. I look back on it, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, the thing about that it, it, that's really weird is, like, I remember, like, getting, yeah, super jacked and fit and stuff, and I remember, like, I took, like, a selfie at the gym, you know, and I remember looking at it and being like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because I was really? just like, yeah. I remember uh, I remember taking like, a... Okay. Like you just ticked that box off. Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm not going to get... Yeah. You know without I mean? <laughs> like doing steroids, I'm not going to get more jack than this. So I'm just like, I did it. That was sick. 
I'm gonna go have a beer and a pizza with dude. Tim. And once you <laughs> once you have the six pack, it's like cool. I have a six yeah, pack. Like, then wh- and, and people I, talk about it for about five minutes, and then it's like, all right, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it, cool. what's all, all you really need is a picture of you with the six pack. Exactly, I got the picture. Exactly, we have. And then I got you can confuse yeah. people forever. Yeah. Of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like dude, uh, like so. I did that. That, that we did this one tour, uh, the one with uh, Rivers of Nile. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's like. To to all the people on that tour, we're uh, we're known we're as like sober. the strict fucking like workout. Yeah, and like no matter militant. what I do, yeah, no matter what I do Dude, now, militant. Yeah, no matter what I do now, I'm known as that. Yeah, to you those know? guys, it's, it's kind of funny. Which is not yeah. really how we are at no, all. It's I'm like the tours just... before that, we were like doing poppers in Europe and fucking <laughs> just getting wasted every uh, night. Yeah, and, the, you know? the story of, of poppers and BDM is um, me and and uh, Max. Like, I didn't even know what the fuck they were. Me neither. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I did because I'm friends with a lot of, um, they're, they're popular in like gay clubs and stuff. And I've been like, right. I've been at those since I was old enough to go to the bar. That's where I've hung out. So, See, you know, this is where the, uh, the punchline of my story comes in. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> Max and I going from like merch tent to merch tent and like vendor to vendor at, um, wasn't download fest. What's the other like giant one in the UK? Um, uh, I'm just thinking of the fucking. Uh, it's not important anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so we're going like person to person, like, where's the poppers at? You know, and Max <laughs> is like this big bag dude, and like I'm like probably his boyfriend to these guys, <laughs> like <laughs> not realizing like they the drug has a context usually to dude, people. You know, always. It's so wait, was that because you had already done it and you wanted to do it again or because you just wanted no, to No, I, 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 I still haven't done it. Like, uh, oh. we, we never scored our poppers that day, man. Oh, damn. I didn't know that, like, it gets you jacked and cool with opening your butt. Like, <laughs> it, like honestly, like, like, it really does. <laughs> like, it, like, no, totally. We were on an entire <laughs> pa- tour package of people doing poppers all the time and it was like, you know, it's but the best, no, best drug it I've did ever evolve. Seen. There was this thing called the book of knowledge and you take poppers and you pour them into a cup of soda and you put a book on top of it and you just like wait for all the fumes to like build it, like, up. It builds, it like and then, sends, yeah, it, dude, it sends it up. Yeah. And then, you, yeah, exactly. You take the book off and you pass it around and everyone is like in fucking outer space for a good yeah, 10 like, minutes. You have like a, like this and you just, you just like slide the book up, out, you know? And, and the fumes like, come out. And, you smell, and it's, dude, you're like. And then the whole room is like. Uh, no, you're a different person. You like, you start screaming. And, and like, laughing. It's really fucking crazy. And I'm like, talking about is, a whole bunch. Any of the, the fun drugs where you like really freak out. Like, like you freak to... out. You start screaming. I like you rip your shirt off. You're just like, ah, yeah. it's, it's amazing. I, I won't never do it again. Yeah, straight up, same. But it's fucking <laughs> sick. Dude, but it was to the point. It was like kind of like fucked up to a point we were playing. I think we played London one night and we had some friends who weren't on the tour package come in. Oh yeah, to we're the like, bus dude. while we were all doing pop- yeah. like, dude, no joke. <laughs> we had like a carton of poppers. That's how yeah, much was, was coming dude, around at the time. Scared some people. I'm no, sure. we oh, yeah. scared oh, yeah. them. Oh, yeah, we scared them. It was really fucked up, like, and oh, that's yeah, these what these guys are on fucking thirteen right now. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> fucked. It was like high, a bunch of high school kids discovering like. Uh, uh, salvia. Cor- yeah, yeah, salvia yeah, yeah. or chorusid and cold. I mean, that's cough. that tour is why uh, we. I, I definitely robo tripped once with an ex. Oh, that dude. was uh, that was funny. Dude. Funny shit. I'm honestly, for me personally, I like to just drink and smoke some weed, and that's 
That's where I'm drawing the line. Like, yeah, I'm not... I mean, I've dabbled with other drugs and stuff. Yeah, same. Um, but uh, yeah, weed is really just. It my... just. I mean, it I like. I like me. shrooms. It affects like... me too much, man. Yeah. You know, like, just the way you feel the next I'm, day. I'm or too like... high strung, honestly, to be doing anything that's gonna make my heart pound. Uh, Seriously, yeah, man. Or, like, I am the most anxious, most like, like, right, like my back has the weight of the entire universe on it oh, at yeah. this moment. Every other really? moment. Yeah, yeah. Really? I'm like, exactly. when I get massages at the, at the, like, massage parlor, they're like, they laugh. Yeah, they're, they're like, like <laughs> what are you? They're trying like, to, like, pop all the bubbles yeah, out yeah. of your exactly. back. Like, <laughs> you somehow petrified like a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you hold. They're like, relax. You, you hold all your, like, anxiety, like, in your upper back. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. No. Me I, too. And it's caused me, actually, a lot of, like, neck problems because my upper back is so like because i'm just like i don't know i just hold all that like yeah me too. Up there. Same. Like, same and like it's i'm like a lego person dude i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> totally so i'm the exact same like when i do go to get a massage i'm like okay i just want you to hit the t- upper like 12 inches on my back the whole entire time yeah like, no <laughs> no i'm it. not even joking <laughs> i went to get a massage like a week ago and the lady started laughing at me and was like you need to like chill out Calm yeah, down. She whispered it to me in my ear while I was getting a massage. <laughs> yeah, if it was like, that easy, I would have already I know. done it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm fucking here Don't getting a massage. Know the world is literally on fire right now. Yeah, it's it's, it's on fire at all times. It's like caffeine will send me over the edge. So the thought of like doing a crazier drug, though I have done them, it'll send me into like uh, well, you were talking earlier about like being hung over the next day and the anxiety. Like any drug, I'm like, what the? F- what did I say? What did I do? Oh, like, it's just yeah, that that guilt that comes with. Oh, um, I hate it, dude. It's so. I shitty. hate that kind of shit, and Me I'm too. over it. You know, like yeah. I'm over beating myself up for doing something dumb or not. Even right. not like even when I don't do, say something stupid, like I know I didn't say anything stupid. I still am if I get like real waste or something the next day. Like, who did I wrong? I'm like, I dude, wronged someone. Uh, I feel wrong. Dude, even totally. if I did, even if I didn't do it, like I even if it's like. I know I didn't do anything that would be embarrassing. I still think back and I'm like, oh, I dude, blew it. Me and too. it's usually around BT Bam, However, which is also dude, weird. It's always <laughs> around BT Bam. The guys you want to be good around. I'm not, dude, every I time, Naveen is always shit Every time I see him, like, I'm like on their bus because like, they don't drink. So I'm like, you guys got any fucking loose beers around here? Like, What's yeah, up? Of course we and do. They're yeah. Like, yeah, dude, <laughs> have, of them. And then I'm just totally wasted on their bus just giving it to him like punishing him dude like yeah. you guys changed it all for me man like you know it's, oh, it's dude, so um, terrible every dude. time every time him. it's those poor I, I don't even know why they ever talked to me anymore like it's dude when we took so him on the miasma bad. tour we were at the height of our partying you know like oh, yeah. we were the first band they saw do cocaine you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh like, god you know, like, <laughs> oh no <laughs> not poor bt vam's virginal eyes yeah. Yeah. we gave BT Bam, um, we stole some of their innocence. Yeah, you know what though? I li- came out of it good boys on the other side. That's anyway, true. So. I like hearing this from you though because honestly, you feel guilty um, around them. Well, no, no, <laughs> oh, no, no. Totally. I did okay, the tour we did with you guys, right? We were playing, and I don't want to say where, um, but I had done a bunch of shrooms and like had gotten drunk this night on that tour, right? And I went into the back of the venue and I didn't realize I was on camera. Like I was partying with the RDB guys and we were getting a little crazy. And I stole a 40 pack of beer and I like ran outside and took it to Naveen. And I was like, hold this beer, dude. I was so fucked up on shrooms. What the fuck is going on? And then someone caught me 
And I was like crying outside of the show. And I was like, Naveen, you have to give them $40 to pay them back for this beer. And at the end of the night, uh, a dude from the venue, like one of their kids came up to me in the van and he's like, ma'am, you know, we're just a small venue. And, you know, you should think about that before you decide to steal another case of beer from them and shit. So the next day I was like going around apologizing to Kareem like, I'm so fucking sorry, man. I was on mushrooms. This isn't yeah, normally yeah. something that I do. Yeah, it, sure. got, it got yeah. so weird. So I'm glad to hear from your perspective that you think you get fucked up around people too. Because on that, I was like, oh my God, I've made a total fucking yeah, fool yeah. of myself. Oh, around. I got a story for you, man. Um, <laughs> one time we're coming out of a show in like Montreal or somewhere like in French speaking Canada. And I am a trash, like one sip away from blackout, you yeah. know, like. And uh, some kid hands me some pills as I'm crossing the street. And they're like, sick, and I'll take these. He's random. like, it's ecstasy. It was speed. Oh. And, uh, so I took it, and within 30 seconds of taking the pill, I was like shoving people I didn't know. Yeah, it's and, so bad, man. Like I was fucking possessed. Oh, my God. And then my band like violently wrangled me into the van. And I'm like cursing them all out uh, and like saying all this crazy whack shit to them. Yeah. And like, it was a fucking episode, dude. Like, don't take the mystery pill, man. Don't. Like, and uh, the pill, you know, like those pills have like marking stamped on them or oh, some yeah. shit sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's like a bunny or whatever. It had a YouTube logo. So <laughs> the, um, the joke, the inside joke back then was like, You'll want to end up on YouTube. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, absolutely, man. I know. I know so, like, I mean, I'm... I had to, like, I felt, I still feel bad when I talk about this. I still feel like, like, that's just not me to, like, treat people like that and to, like, wrong, especially right. the people in my clan like that is such a, like, monstrous disrespect you know dude i know it's honestly the worst feeling man make you lose fucking control and it It really can so you know i get from us dude however what i will say is that the the (laughs) night after that i felt like such an asshole and i was apologizing to everyone and sammy from goat whore like pulled me off the side and he's like dude i knew i loved i knew i liked you but i didn't know i was gonna fucking love you And I was like, okay, all right. I guess the, it was all worth it. I like bought myself into Sammy's heart. So that's what. Oh man. If you want to fucking know about the book of excess, dude, goat whore wrote that. Shit, oh man. man. Those so guys, those are true rock stars, man. He's sober. Um, dude, Sammy's been sober for a while. I haven't talked wow. to him yet, but it's been like a year or something. Dude, that's, that's awesome. Legit, that's uh, I think it is amazing, definitely man. important to do that at least for a good stint of time. Yeah, I think, I think just back. like, you know, he's older than me. He's from the older generation. Like, yeah, you get to a certain age. And if um, you keep living like this party kid, you're going to be a fat ass. You're yeah. going to be look like shit. Yeah. You're going to, you know what I mean? Like, like there's been times I've seen myself in photos and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that was a bad time right there. Like, I'm not looking so great. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, looking fat, looking fucking strung out from being drunk a million days in a row and yeah, greasy yeah. and just like, you know what I mean? Like, totally. that's not the look I want. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I don't want to like lose the hold of the world that we have right now by being an idiot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So and like jeopardize all of the great stuff we've done. Totally. Dude, totally. Well, it's good that you can come to that. I mean, a lot of people aren't that self-aware. You know, they just Dude, I wasn't and... when I was trying to do it before. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I said, I was like upper management from the girlfriend wanted it to happen. Yeah. And I bet, <laughs> you know, but like this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So, like so... I'm here. I'm fucking saying it to everybody. This yeah. is what you're going to have to. This is what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, this is me. So, awesome. do you think that this whole pandemic situation like propelled you forward in that direction rather than stay? Do you think I, you would have stayed the the drunk dude had you been on tour and everything was normal? Probably, yeah. Yeah, and um, I guess just having enough time away and no, nothing to do but like think, yeah, helped me arrive at this, you know. And the the times I did get drunk during this, like the pandemic and the like, you know. The, the the tenseness of just everything around us and politics and stuff like just made it exponentially worse yeah. to be in that vulnerable, hungover, self-loathing, yeah, yeah. Right. you know, wanting to apologize state. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like, if I, if I could tally how many days of my life I just lost by being hungover and like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. dude. Like. We were also, just talking be about that. We were like, be disgusting. Dude, yeah, yeah. totally. I don't think people realize that. Nah. You know? And being hungover on tour, it affects your entire next show. It's like you'll have you'll be drunk at one show and like have one fucking great show. And then the next day, like it's very hard for me to recover from uh that much drinking in one day. So the next day I'll just be like giving the worst performance of my entire oh, life. Like oh, for sure. waiting for, for it sure. to I've get been over. there and then that, you know, like that led to upping the ante every day with alcohol. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if I did get slaughtered and hung over, I'd have to like undo it by. It's like three shots. Piling more and yeah. more on. Dude, yeah. totally. Like, all right, we're going to do three shots. Be That'll keep me, get me to zero. Yeah. Be good to yeah. Go see, after. by the end of the tour, I'm like, <laughs> I've like doubled my intake. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like just to like stay on this whole rampage yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, know, yeah. I was thinking so, about it like when we did that european tour and i was just like dude i think i was probably like 10 drinks a day would be like yeah no i was like a minimum. literal alcoholic like on minimum. that tour like, like literally because you know I mean? 10 drinks that sounds like a lot to like a normal person but it's like you know okay maybe at like 2 p.m you have a couple beers mm-hmm. right there's like some beers backstage and it's like all right we're about to go on do a couple shots yeah. and then that's before you play yeah right and then there's the whole rest of the night so i mean oh like, dude if the show insane. goes good it's yeah. a trap sometimes. Yeah. Like it's so hard to not celebrate like, because you're just used to doing that. And like, yeah. you know, like we get excited when shit goes well. Totally. Still, of course. You know what I mean? You like, want to party. Know, like, Dude. Like I like treats. Like I'll treat myself to something if I feel like I've uh, achieved something. So it's like, okay, I'm going to drink like a martini and start doing appetizers. And it's like, I'm getting fucked up over and celebrating over this yeah, achievement. It's, it's so fun though. Yeah, right. it's <laughs> fun. It's a blast. I mean, like, I love laughing. I love entertaining my friends. I, you know, like, all the shit that comes with drinking is a fucking blast. Yeah. You know, but it's just not sustainable for yeah another 20 years of this band. It's, it's true. Just, it's not, you know. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, with this whole pandemic thing and everything going on, where do you are you guys like planning stuff already? Or are you tr- kind of trying to wait it out? Or are you writing or like it's what's both? It's like, we've had tours that we made it early on in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
it just got totally dashed because it didn't end in, you know, a few weeks. Right. And then we've had ones that got pushed back. You know, our Euro tour is now 2022, very beginning of it. Wow. And um, we still have, like, we're supposed to do Australia in the spring, but, like, if it's not announced by now, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're, like, doing shows there, aren't they? Um, Yeah, I mean, because they took the fucking shit serious and nipped it in the bud. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we all should have. Yeah. And, um... So, yeah, you know, we want, um, there's still a looming hope of doing some outdoor festivals at the end of the summer. Oh, sick. And then maybe talk <laughs> of a tour in the U.S. in the fall if, you know, we can stay on this upward trajectory. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Dude, totally. But honestly, I am a skeptic. Yeah. And um, I'm preparing for either... You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I got to do this and be Mr. Online guy for another fucking year, you know, well, do I'm going to do it. Do you yeah. see you guys uh, proceeding and doing more live streams like you and them all? Or are you like, I'm not sure because um, it didn't quite have the reach I was hoping. Really? Honestly. Really? That's how so awesome surprised. it came out, Dude, I was a little bit pissed about that. I gotta, honestly, okay, so I have a, I have a friend with muscular dystrophy, and he's, he's bedridden at this point, and for him, this whole thing has been, like, the, the polar opposite of what it's been for all of us who are, like, able-bodied, and we can get out and go to shows, you know? He's, he's loving this live, live oh, streaming thing. so the people that he cares about into his world. Exactly, yeah, yeah. so, like... Yeah, I I watched Yulem all with him, and it's like I've been watching a lot of live streams with him, and to me, it's like you guys just fucking nailed it because it wasn't just a live stream; it was like a whole like a what are the like a family uh, old school like a Christmas special, dude. In a way. Yeah, and I loved that about it that it wasn't just like okay, here's a a live show, just like whatever you would have seen. It was a whole a whole special and you guys really like brought in the black Dahlia spirit rather than just doing a live show. That was really fucking awesome. Oh, thanks. But I appreciate I, that a lot. But and, I, um, I'm surprised my, it didn't have the reach that, you know, cause to me it's like that should have like, I just think some people haven't made that jump. Yeah. Into doing the plague this way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, I think that's where the disconnect was, honestly. Really? Um, but, um, and also, like, the climate. There's so many streams happening at the same I, time. Yeah, I know. Basically. I know. It was really flooded, you know? And um, I kind of regret making it a Christmas stream because now it has no value to anybody until but, next year. But that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, dude, this is something that, that I will say to Naveen a lot as far as Christmas Christmas things go. It's like, you know, if you make a Christmas thing and it doesn't quite hit that mark, it just falls off and no one really remembers it. But if you make like that Mariah Carey hit, yeah. it's going to stick forever, That's like a true. Bing Crosby thing. And yeah. you guys did kind of corner that market where I didn't see anyone else really reacting to Christmas in that way. It wasn't like a full-blown thing where I think that your fans are going to pull that out every year on Christmas, and that's it's true. a thing. Yeah, that's true. It's, it, that's, that's my hope. You know, we're hoping to – we're looking 
for some avenue to put it back online available for like download for keeps, you know what I mean? Dude, you and sh- like you have physical versions of it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, That's we're just kind of like hoping to get it on Amazon. I mean, in a dream, we get it on Netflix or something. Oh, you know? that would rule. Um, that would rule. Yeah, you know, always shoot for the stars and like end up at plan. Hey, why not, man? Z. That's yeah, what it's all about. That's that's our credo. Yeah. So did <laughs> you know how it is, dude? Totally. Did uh, Marshall and Michelle shoot that by themselves? Marshall and Michelle shot it. They had help from Alan's girlfriend Silvana, who is also dude. a very talented okay. ph- photographer. I've creeped her Instagram, and oh my god, her stuff it's is shit, so, right? dude. It's the shit. I fucking love it. It's so like. It's got that like almost Twin Peaksy like gothic, a lot of reds. Yeah, and, it's uh, like weird seventies, like oh, yeah. satanic kind of black magic, you know, like um, satanic panic shit. Kind of like she really nailed that that um, aesthetic. But uh, anyway, yeah. so the three of them filmed all of it. Marshall did the sound while he's filming it. Oh fuck! And um, so it was. A painstaking process the setup every day yeah. it was just us setting everything up right like ten thousand christmas lights and all this stupid ass <laughs> shit know. and um you know <laughs> dialing in the perfect sound and everything totally and um so we did four locations in five days and um that's a lot it was exhausting it I really bet. was like um so like all of a sudden I was back on tour like getting the shitty part of tour. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> yeah. like not the good part. Yeah. The Just... waiting and the setting up and the like. Oh, let's do this already, dude. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But um, you know, I'm really proud of how it came out, and Marshall and Michelle fucking killed it. And they're yeah. so talented dude, at everything they, they took. Our, they took our latest uh, promo photos and. It, I mean, it's amazing. Like, they're incredible. Together, they just, like, have this thing. Oh, it's and insane. Th- it's yeah. like, so they great. They play music together. They I do know. all kinds of shit yeah. together. Yeah. They're, like, painfully cute together. It's so cute. <laughs> and, I know. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, they just killed it for us. Like, we came up with the idea. A week later, we we're all together doing it. Holy and, shit. Um, it was that quick of a thing? Like, we're all right. It, I mean, Metal Blade came came knocking. They're like, you know, they've been like pressuring us to do the stream. And um, I just didn't want to like, we just didn't want to like do all the fucking work, man. Like to do it because Mm -hmm. we don't live together. You know, it's not as easy. It's like, we're not practicing on the reg. It's not like. Oh, just you know, have them come to practice. You it's know? like the yeah. same. Oh, it's like the same amount of work as like going on tour, but just yeah. yeah. There was you know like flying everyone in, all that bullshit. Um, so we you know resisted for a while. I knew it was inevitable. I yeah. knew they would corner us into it, and I knew that we had to do it at some point. But there was resistance at first, of course. Understand. But eventually, I was like, all right, what if we did like. A fucking jerk's Christmas, you know, yeah. like, like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Yula Mall, you know, the, the name came around. We had already done Fool Mall, the seven inch, right. so it's just right. like a play on that, really. And, um, yeah, you know, so we thought, like, take the piss out of Christmas. Um, <laughs> we thought all we have to do is, like, have enough alcohol at some point to get, like, the funny stuff. 
yeah. which we got in spades. <laughs> right. right. You um, did. There's shit that we took out where like me and Alan, like the, the, the most shameless people in the world were like, that's even too much for me. <laughs> well, what did it entail? You might have to make a director's well, like, cut. Alan, dude. Like, Alan like really hurt himself. It was bleeding out of his face and like, he didn't want the, um, there was a segment of that in the commercial where he's dressed up like Santa Claus and blood is like cascading down his face. <laughs> and he's like, looks at the camera and he's like, yeah. Or like something like that. It was, it was like two seconds, but like, yeah, yeah. He's like, my shame waves are so deep from all that, man. I can't, I can't live with this. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I learned that I smashed baby Jesus when I saw the footage back. Oh, fuck. You're okay, blacked out. You know out? what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, dude. 70% blacked oh, out. Oh, no. Sort of. Hey, man, good like, for you. I'd be so horrible. Like, I get, I get like super high strung over things I may have said, which sounds crazy because we've done like 50 episodes of this podcast yeah. but it's like every time i go back i'm like dude i have no idea what the fuck i said i could have been too drunk I, i'm scared to see what yeah, no, me too. what oh yeah that feeling this. sucks i hate that yeah. i'm over that shit yeah and um yeah man uh so it came together really quickly brian was really on the uh directorial end of it i guess you'd oh, say really? um the segments the kind of like, we all kind of spitball different ideas and stuff. Like, Max came up with ham sanitizer. Yeah, dude, um, are you guys selling that? Uh, we were for a second. We sold bottles of ham sanitizer. When I saw really that? Just, just hand sanitizer. Right. Like rebranded. But, but when I saw that, when I saw George doing it, I was like, oh, my God, these guys are fucking brilliant. Now they can yeah. sell ham sanitizer for the rest of their fucking careers. It's like Kiss, you know? like you just- uh, We've definitely done some merch that is on the kiss level of ridiculousness and like being the tongue in cheek band that we are, you know what I mean? Like the music is always approached seriously, but yeah. Like the rest is up for debate. Yeah. Yeah. totally. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. It's like, Hey, I'll just go legit with the music or anything else. Whatever. Who cares? Like it. Yeah. Whatever. doesn't matter. Fuck man. But yeah, well, we've had you on here for two twenty, man. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm day. the king of the the filler buster. Like, if I get with the right people, like, I love you guys. So yeah, it's, it's hard know, for me man. to like. I agree. I know it's leave, a good so. catch up, man. Yeah, I'm gonna sit here until you click the button. <laughs> I know. I'm down. Fuck. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's, well, let's keep fucking talking then. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm, what I'm can we talk about? Well, honestly, now? dude, I got piss up to my eyes, so yeah. I, I am gonna bail. All, All right, right man. Yes. Great Trevor, talking man. to you. Hey, thanks, thanks so much, yeah. Trevor. Seriously, for coming on. thanks for coming on our little rinky dink. No, podcast. dude, please have me back in time. Uh, yeah, we would love, love to. Dude, love and, that. Yeah. New album is like new album's killer. We've been jamming it. It's fucking super well, thank solid. You, man. Yeah. Thank like, you. I appreciate just, that. Like I said earlier, man, like, you know, just before we go, it's like you definitely have inspired me to not be like a stuck up shithead and it's like go get into current metal. And the, and yeah. like there's so much good stuff because of that, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm glad to hear that, dude. Like, seriously. You know, like, I, you know I've been, there's times where I felt over it too, you know, but yeah. I mm-hmm. came back. De- yeah. And uh, there's just so much joy in it and so much like that can pro- propel your own band, you know? Yeah. Totally. And, and, and like, I remember when you came out with that obituous thing, I was like, that's like really cool. He's like, just, it's the way to go. You know? It's the way that's, to go. I think. And I, I want to be like that. You know, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's a good example to set, I think. Um, and there, um, 
you know, there's bands that like we talked about earlier that, that like feel like they're giving up their own fans to yeah, r- recommend a band to you, but Dude, like the jealousy thing gone. just shouldn't it's exist. Gone, there, there are so many fans of this kind of music that there are enough to go around, and they want to like multiple bands. Like, dude. Do I want to sit and listen to one band for the rest of my life? No. I want to listen to every band and be a huge fan of a bunch of bands. That's why it's like when someone asks me what my favorite thing is, it's like, dude, I love music way too much to to single out one band or one vocalist as being like the... Right. Oh, for sure. It's too hard. And you just like, I don't know, man. It's just... I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to say. Right Absolutely. Well, we're going to let you Keep go. Keep loving it, guys. We're gonna go Keep loving piss. it. But Thanks dude. so much, Trevor. Yeah, it's man. been a great man, time hanging out, sick. catching up. All right, brother. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon, dude. Peace. Hopefully IRL. Yes. Oh, yeah.